Good evening, gang, and welcome to the Midnight Festival podcast, a late-night talk show focused around the discussion and analysis of video games. I'm Jadies, the first host of this fine podcast. <laughs> I'm Kaiwa, the second of three hosts. I guess that makes me Coley's, the third of three hosts. Colicles. <laughs> anyway, so we have an, uh, you know, a personal pick on on the table for discussion tonight, and the the man who who picked it is sitting here in the flesh, in flesh and blood, it's, Kiowa. It was me, Kionysis. Kionysis, <laughs> would you uh, <laughs> would you like to introduce the the, the game for our? Yeah, listeners? what game is this? So my very first pick for the Midfest podcast is the game Hades by the uh, it, the polarizing studio Supergiant Games. Polarize it. Oh, that's pronounced Hades. I'd always thought it was Hades. Hades. Well, Hades. That's an interesting uh, pronunciation. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I can see that though. It definitely checks yourself... out. Like if there was an S in front, it would be Shades, right? Yeah. So You called yeah. yourself Jades though. Is that yeah. was that just that wasn't related to no, Hades? No, that's my that's my that's what I'm. That's, that's probably the, oh, that's just that's probably called. the non-Romanized version. Yeah, Jades. My, my bad, I didn't know that <laughs> after all these years. Well, in any case, the game Hades is a uh, an action roguelite uh, indie RPG dungeon crawler uh, where you play as Zagreus, the son of Hades, and you are on a perpetual mission to escape hell. And I I had already played this game before uh, we even had decided it as a game. Well, I decided it as a game for the podcast. But uh, yeah, this is a really awesome game. Had some really great uh, art involved with it, as do most Supergiant games. Uh, when I was playing this through for the first time, I just thought immediately, man, my I got to make my guys play this on the podcast. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's just filled with all sorts of uh, epic action. You The game ramps up in difficulty as you progress. Uh, it's a roguelite, so you can expect to be dying a lot. There's traps, uh, there's fighting, there's weapon styles, uh, weapon flavors. You've basically got yourself just a, a stacked game. You uh, also, you were playing it uh, in early access, right? Yeah, I was going to ask, how long was it there? So yeah, it was in early access for probably, I want to say at least six months before the full ge- the full version came out. Hmm. Um, yeah, that was a that's a good point. You guys, uh, you guys have kept asking about how the early access compared to the uh, the full 1.0 release, and to be honest, it's a pretty short answer. Uh, it's almost the exact same game. You were short like a couple trinkets, short a couple items, but otherwise, uh, basically the same game up to the very end. There was just no way to like progress the game mm. once you beat the final boss. You would just be in a perpetual cycle of doing that. And uh, it was basically announced that there was more coming later in the 1.0. So... I, I saw that a couple times, and I just basically stopped playing the game <laughs> until we all resumed it and were playing it together. So that's yeah. interesting. I'd like to know, you know, if something really sticks out to you, and it's like that was different than early access because I saw a lot of people actually playing this game 
in early access, surprisingly. So yeah. the hype was there. It was it's cool, and you know, uh, it wasn't like a waste of time to be playing in early access either, because uh, you still you know all of the resources that you have to collect, the collectibles and unlockables in this game are insane. Every every single run just fills you with like a sense of completion because you're just one step closer to unlocking some awesome new character interaction or resources or even decor pieces. Um, some some of which actually influence the events of the game. Okay, so Hades roguelite game. How does this compare to any other roguelite game that people have played? Um, Enter the Gungeon, Risk of Rain, Binding yeah. of Isaac, all of those. What's special about Hades? Okay. What's special about Hades is that it's got this awesome mythology flair to it. It's all based on real mythology, real characters. No actors were used. Uh, just you've got a real sense of history. The real gods. From this. The real gods are voicing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah the real they got they got dionysus to come in and mm. and voice himself he nailed his lines uh, i'm surprised he had time <laughs> considering all the partying right yeah he's a busy guy he brings but, the party uh, with him <laughs> uh, yeah that's, that's a good point there's, every time you talk to him there's laughter and jovial you know gatherings <laughs> behind him yeah so i imagine that there's a party happening while he's recording his lines <laughs> so yeah it all just uh all the elements of the game kind of built build off of the classical mythology. You know, you unlock some Zeus powers, then you're just going to be shooting lightning all over the place. Um, Dionysus, the big man himself, he uh, if you unlock his abilities and aspects to your weapons, then he will give you like this sort of hangover damage over time sort of thing that can cause all sorts of other nasty effects on your enemies. And really, you can just kind of focus on building whatever you want in this game. And there's just so many cool weapon combos and uh, and build combos and even duos between other gods, which give you these buffs that just make you be become just so overpowered. So you can just kind of build the perfect character and uh, and just keep replicating the like the perfect run that you had once and just snowball through the game. Or you could just switch it up and try to... There's there's so many incentives, too, to switch up your builds and try everything else. Including, I think, endgame completion. Right, Cole? Yeah, there's, there's so many different... <clears throat> like, each run, for me, was a mental struggle between do I want short-term game? Like, do I want this run to be a good run and I want to succeed? Or do I want mm-hmm. long-term game? that I'm not going to see this run, but as soon as I die or win, once I get back, I can start investing into becoming stronger in the future or advancing the plot, all kinds of different things like that, that you, you think about besides just your build and everything that's going on in your run. So is there uh do you guys feel that you had one specific build that just was your favorite thing that you could rely upon? Hmm. Uh, I, you know, I'm someone who's always working towards those little, all the check marks, you know, I want everything mm-hmm. done. So anytime I saw they, the, the prophecies, the quest list, they would keep track of every boon, uh, every ability that you've ever tried out once. And it would show you oh, a, yeah. when you were picking them, if you had ever done it before. And if I saw that on there, like it was, I'd never used it. I would just go for that right away. 
So I was always yeah. doing something totally different, just working, adapting to whatever build I had going on at the time. I don't know if I found specific success with anything more than anything else, but I can tell you a few that I didn't like that much, but I'll save it. Okay, okay. Yeah, and so I guess, like, to answer your question earlier, that was probably my one favorite aspect of the game, is that the builds just felt so solid, and they all just tied in so perfectly well to the to the lore behind each of the characters that give you these power-ups. Yeah, it was pretty cool, because every time you talk to them, you know, sometimes you would have uh, a bunch of boons from one god, uh, you know, like Artemis or Ares, and then you'd go get a boon from a different god, and they would bring the other one with them and have a conversation, like, two-on-one with you, and then they'd offer you a duo boon that was the powers of both of them. So there was some really interesting interactions you'd get based on just oh whatever you were already picking at the time. Some of them so powerful, too, just disproportionately stronger than the other, and some of them were duds. Uh, personally, I find I found myself just not enjoying much about Athena's buffs, which is ironic because she's also the first choice mm. that they offer you. And Athena, huh? Yeah. I think uh, someone here had a Athena boons as a staple. Mm-hmm. Really? A core part of their build. Yeah, I won't well, say who, though. 50-50 guess on that one. Yeah, well, whatever one you're going to guess is going to be wrong. <laughs> oh, oh, well, okay, it... so... Do you want me to say what your your staple Athena item was? Your your boon or what? Because <laughs> no. I do. I, I'll be honest. <laughs> that's also my favorite from hers. Yeah, it's the best. It is the best it's the, one. It's let's all say it on three. Three, three, two, two one. one. The dash, the dash. boon. Yay! Yeah, her dash boon. I found uh, it to be integral. Yeah. Because Honestly, it just seemed to make everything far easier. Um, where it repels, you could dash right through attacks. Um, we should probably explain what boons are, right? I mean, we haven't really... Oh, yeah, I guess that's a good point. I mean, uh, boons are basically just just power-ups and, uh, and different, like... Uh, yeah, I mean, power-ups is the best word for it, I guess. It just powers you up with special effects. They augment your abilities. You get all these different abilities. You have your basic attack, your uh, charged attack, and, you know, your dash and your uh, cast and stuff like that. And you can get boons that sort of augment how they work and interact with the enemies and stuff like that. And it's uh, it's very handy. It's very cool that there's a lot of diff- There's a wide variety of boons that you can get that completely changes your your play style and there's many other aspects too that will completely change how you how you go into combat um, yeah and it and it's all like kind of randomly generated runs yeah you know like the halls of of tartarus that you start out in it's just like an ever-shifting labyrinth just like it is in the lore you know um where you can't you know you can't expect to to go down the same hall twice or anything because it's all just totally randomized even the the boons that you get are randomized so even if you take measures to ensure that you get boons from a certain character you never really know what you're going to get which just keeps things very interesting mm-hmm. in my opinion yeah that's another reason i never try to go for like a build 
because it, as much as you might seek out the same things, uh, it, it almost feels like you're handicapping yourself to go for the same exact thing every time. Because uh, mm-hmm. it's not going to work in every situation, and you're definitely not guaranteed to get it. The game will do everything in its power to not give you what you want, because that's just the RNG, baby. Yep, the desire sensor. You know, compared to, uh, you know, this game, I'm. it's time to come clean, all right? Uh, I'm not a big, <laughs> I've realized I'm not a big roguelite fan in mm. general. Um, you know, I think it's it's interesting getting sort of like uh, permanent things, uh, permanent augments or increases in your stats or whatever through dying to get farther for the next time, like, it's kind of like Dark Soulsy in a way, isn't it? You know, like yeah, I'd say so. Like you only get to, you only get to scrape away with just like a few improvements every single run that you take, just like in that classic Souls fashion. Yeah, like you, you, Dark Souls. I guess the comparison. I don't want to be that guy who compares everything to Dark Souls, but Dark Souls <laughs> is like, you know, you toil away against a boss fight. And you die a lot, but you get farther and farther and closer to beating it each time. That's kind of how that's kind of roguelites work in a way. I think. Yeah, where I think you're right about that. But um, yeah, because because I'm wondering, is it you know in in a case like Hades, is it possible to beat the game on your very first run? If it's you're definitely just possible, but yeah. it's tough. Mm-hmm. You know, because there was that probably everyone has that idea right or is that just me going in first run i'm like i really want to see how far can i actually push (laughs) this with even though i knew the in the roguelite fashion you're you're intended to die and go back and get powerful before you you really go far and i'm sure in a game like hades too with all these special interactions there's probably some cool stuff that they say to you if you make it that far on your very first try as well yeah. oh but i bet yeah it's and stacked against you there must be hidden achievements something well, like there, that there's not that but i'm sure there's some cool dialogue as far as roguelites go this one uh i guess there's there's more to keep a player engaged than any other roguelite i've played so far uh, yeah a lot i think more that's true going on just in between runs you know usually usually in roguelites you just go to some screen buy upgrades and then you're like time time to go another time for another try but in this one you got a whole zone you run around and talk to talk to people advance storylines it always feels like it always feels like you're making progress in between in between deaths because there's always new dialogue like pretty much every single time you die there's multiple people who have things to say yeah i can't believe how much dialogue there is in this game it's actually insane how much it's pretty insane how many lines the voice actors would have to just sit through to make this seemingly endless buffet of dialogue options. Yeah, when when you run out of something, you just do, just change one little thing, like bring a different weapon or start packing different boons if you see them, and suddenly everyone's going to start saying different shit to you, Uh, you know, even on your return, that you probably thought there was no more dialogue to be had from this character. Yeah. Right, and even when you buy like items, like I bought the some sort of yarn item from the uh, the pool of Karen, which is just like this little shop that you can buy items to help your run out. And uh, I bought this one item, and I went into the the Theseus boss fight, 
And uh, he commented on that item I had, and he was like, hey, I remember that from no. my days back in Greece. Whoa. And so, yeah, yeah that's get cool, because I, of... I had never heard that one. Yeah, because I knew they reacted to your to your weapon and, you know, what, you know, uh, god you had featured exclusively for your boons and stuff like that. But I didn't know it was even extended to the uh, the, the well items and stuff. Those are temporary. They, like, run out after a certain amount of encounters. So yeah, it's like, yeah, totally. That's, that's crazy. Very rare interactions that they just have voice lines waiting around for. I really like that a lot. Like it, it definitely drives your engagement up because, like in a game like Risk of Rain Two, we've all at least dabbled in that, and definitely the first mm-hmm. one, right? Mm-hmm. And and yep. that's definitely a game where there isn't actually a meta progression. You don't get stronger after you die in a run your run is just over there is no benefit in that mm-hmm. game um other and there's than not unlockables even really, i guess like, yeah there's unlockables different characters there's like artifacts uh but those are more like heat in in risk of rain yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, they're not like they don't make your character numerically stronger in any way you just have to rely only on skill or setting the difficulty down. And really all there is in that game is like a tiny ending cutscene in the first game. And uh, probably something similar in the second game. I just haven't played that since 1.0 there. But, you know, Hades is everywhere. All the time yeah. new stuff is constantly happening. Yeah. When I when I think of roguelites that I played and enjoyed, I think the first one I thought of was Risk of Rain. And I was wondering why, because there's none of those elements that I do like in Hades. And I realized it's because, you know, there's multiplayer in that game. I had a lot mm-hmm. of fun playing with my buds. If that was a mm-hmm. one single-player game, I don't think... No, I wouldn't have played it as much or had as fond of memories. Not to say it's bad. It's it's awesome. But I don't think... Yeah, the uh, multiplayer does add a whole other level of engagement to mm-hmm. it, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, otherwise it'd be all uh, desolate, you know? There's no one... Oh, yeah. There, you feel anti-social when you're just in this ambient environment there's just like music and that's it nothing else is happening around you to actually keep you invested other than just your own motivation and that's not really enough when you're doing the exact same repetitive thing over and over Mm -hmm. i'm sure for most people yep that's that's what i was thinking of uh roguelites and i think this is the this is probably the roguelite i've put the most time into you know out of obligation and i guess out of fun too you know I i was having a good time but I yeah. definitely wanted to see a lot more to be able to, you know, bring it to talk to talk about it with you, with my buds, with my boys. For sure. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I definitely get what you're saying about roguelikes. Like there's definitely towards the end of my runs. Yeah. Even though I was first to start playing this game again, I'm the last to finish it because <laughs> none of the none of the victories that I racked up during the early access actually counted towards the end so I was basically starting again from square zero uh, and uh, yeah just having tons of issues with beating the boss at the very end and it just cost me a lot of time and I was even starting to get frustrated when I was losing runs and that's just a uh, total roguelite exhaustion yeah, because it's and, the same uh, thing over and over. Yeah, and it's just degree. like, and it's a, if you don't build properly, like sometimes you don't luck out and you just don't get a, a very good solid build, and then you're you just know that you're in bad shape to take on some some of the same foes that you fight frequently. 
you know that you're not ready for a certain fight. Well, it depends. For me, okay, I started pushing the higher heat where you can you can make everything more difficult by adding all the modifiers. And it okay. was once I started really pushing there that I started to feel that where, you know, um, I would turn on the one where it says, oh, now you have to manually purge one of your boons at the end of each oh. floor. And, you know, that doesn't seem so bad. But then when the game's RNG says, we're only going to give you one, maybe two on this whole floor, and then you have to get rid of one, then it starts to really feel like you can't pull something together. But yep. I thought, I guess I thought in the base game, well, you could make anything work. But the game is half getting Zagreus stronger through that progression of mirror talents and weapon upgrades. And then the other half is you getting better as you keep playing and yeah. improving your reflexes and things like that. That's true. I, I don't think luck has too much to do with it, but it all depends just on how, I mean, how get good you get. That's yeah. true. That's a good point. Yeah, because it is uh, it is two aspects. Like, you're improving your character, and then you're also improving yourself, and you're doing them both at the same time. So you can see some really good improvements, but uh, also sometimes I feel like the game does just throw these almost unwinnable scenarios at you. Where uh, you can just be begging for a single item that's going to complete your whole build and then just not get it and then be totally screwed because you built yourself the wrong way and you're out of possible upgrades. Yeah, I had some issues kind of similar to that where it wasn't so much as that I was waiting for a specific thing, but it was that, you know, it was on different weapons you have different attacks and I would like certain attacks. I would like to get, you know, certain play styles basically like the uh daedalus hammers they change like oh. they can just change completely how you play yeah um, or mm-hmm. how you tackle a weapon and sometimes you'll get modifiers and stuff that you just you're just like i don't fucking use like the spear special attack you know like i don't you i don't really use that i don't like that i just would rather cast if i was gonna hit someone from far away and sometimes it would be you know, all the boons I would be getting were for augmenting the special attack and getting it stronger. So it's like, great, I have to kind of play around the fact that the special is my strongest ability here and my most damage-dealing thing. So it just felt like I was, uh, I was, you know, partly my fault for gimping myself, you know, because I didn't want to use <laughs> what, you know, yeah. my boons they were giving me. I didn't want to really use, you know, what, what, what attacks they were augmenting, but... At the same time, it was like, you know, that seems like how it worked for a lot of a lot of the uh, the weapons and boons attached. Yeah, it seems like the game wants to strong arm you into certain choices sometimes. Like, uh, yeah, for, personally, I, I really liked the special on the spear. So uh, I'm a big fan of anything special spear related mm-hmm. personally. But I guess that's just, you know, everyone has different play styles. But, uh, yeah, sometimes the game really strong arms you into picking a certain weapon or a certain path. They offer bonuses to, you know, use a certain weapon. Like, you go to your weapon selection room and one of your weapons is just glowing. And it's just going to give you mega bonuses if you use it. So they're kind of like dangling a a treat in front of your face for just... uh, Picking what the game randomly decides you to pick. And I thought that was cool. I was into that. Yeah. I thought that that was really cool because it's a, a nice reward to to reach out of your comfort zone and try a different weapon. But 
Never. But then you use the gun. Then you use the gun. Then you use a weapon you're not familiar <laughs> with, and then you waste. You just waste your time. It's like, hey, you get 20% more darkness, which is used to upgrade your talent tree, basically. Um, but you're not going to get far enough to really utilize it because it's a weapon that you don't know or you're not good with, you know. So I just stopped kind of adapting to that for a while. I was always taking for probably like 50 runs into the game or more. Every Whatever weapon had that buff on it, I went that. So that probably helped me get stronger faster. Mm-hmm. and get used to the weapons but definitely some of the weapons didn't their weapons didn't their moves didn't flow as well like the spear i'm gonna have to go with jade on this one i didn't like the special mm-hmm. but it, you can't you can't link your basic attack and your special together fluidly if you throw your special out with the default spear you have to have it returned to you before you can do anything relevant again but you take something like the sword or the gun, you can, like, combo your special and your attack together, and it just feels like it was meant to be that way, where there's never any downtime of not doing some sort of action, not applying some sort of damage, Mm -hmm. you know? And so some weapons just didn't feel as good. You could get by with whatever, but it it didn't feel the same with every weapon for sure. I also felt like some weapons needed the Daedalus Hammer upgrades. Yes. Oh my gosh. Like the... Mm. <laughs> I'm curious as to what, what you mean. I don't... Because, I, you know, I, I disagree, but I guess I'm really... I mean, I'm you're, hot-headed let's, with let's this Let's be clear. Let's be clear here. You're... You got you two specifically probably have had the, the best time, the easiest time with this game. Action. Yeah. I game. had a pretty good, easy time with this game. I But... Clearly, that's not the universal. Yeah, well, it it is because it won the Game of the Year <laughs> award for action game. <laughs> but but does that really mean everybody had an easy time, or everyone just could, the game kind of rewards you even when you die? And people were into that. Mm, I don't know. I don't know I, what that says. I I don't know either. But you know, mm. what 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 do you mean when you say the gun? The gun. Okay. What mm-hmm. what about the gun? The gun. Didn't work f- is bad and i don't like the bow i don't like the bow either i hate i didn't like either of those whoa yep yep, yeah we've had i i think that not liking the bow is is heresy but yeah to be fair jade has some some controller issues that i've gotten to take a peek at and i think that would really detriment uh, a, a weapon where you have to aim kind of Oh, okay. yeah, but you know, even I'm gonna that chalk aside, it up to that. But I'm no. gonna chalk it up to that. So okay. you explain whatever <laughs> you want. And you go ahead and chalk it up to that if that's what, if that's what it takes to have you feel good about what it does. You know. It is what it would take. <laughs> okay, yeah, no, I didn't like the bow. Uh, even disregarding that, I did. I hated the attack of the bow a lot. I hated the attack of the bow. I hated being locked down to aim and have it charge forever. Oh my god. It just did that. See, it didn't feel good to me to be uh, locked down. And so I felt like I had to use my special all the time. But then you shoot your special in a big fan in the main bow. And it's just like, you know, or in the Zagreus aspect. Um, I yeah. know you can, you can get in different aspects that change. Each weapon has, you know, four different aspects that change certain aspects of the mm-hmm. weapon itself. The default one, the hidden one, and then just two regular. Mm-hmm ones yeah so with the bow i felt like uh 
I had this cool run where I got the Daedalus Hammer for the bow that was you didn't have the charge attack, I think. There's one that you just shot arrows at whoever was closest to you. Yeah. I like, I like that. I was like, I wish I could just do this instead of charging arrows and and uh, or just having to default to my special. But And, I mean, the game is so action-packed. Action There's so much going on. You have to be moving all the time that it's sometimes it's hard to, to get those shots and then... If you can't use your main attack, then you have to use your special attack. And it's just like, what if you didn't build your special attack? You know, What if you mainly got attack-based things? I don't know. I just didn't, yeah. you know, certain weapons didn't click with me. And they were for sure the uh, the ranged weapons. I didn't like any of the ranged weapons. And it's even aside of the controller, all right? Because there's aiming things in casts, and I didn't have any problems with casts. Some of those bows were for sure for the special. Like, if you wanted to use that one of the because i liked the special on it too but i like it is a cone it's a cone which essentially it's like a shotgun blast you need to Mm -hmm. get in melee range with this with a ranged weapon to make it useful at all unless you picked like a different aspect is kind of what i felt like it was designed for yeah i mean that's that's true i suppose and that's cool that you have both the ranged aspect and the uh the close quarters aspect but that just seemed like uh it didn't synergize well I, could, I would agree it's it's fair to not slot in with a, a particular weapon or a, even a specific aspect because you also have to unlock the aspects. It's not as free to just try whatever out. You have mm-hmm. to beat the game like a few different times yeah, a couple dozen to even times. get to try them all yeah. out and unlock them. And it, it's fair to not mesh with anything. And I, I think it's especially fair. Daedalus hammers really can sometimes augment your weapon so much. I wish it was mm-hmm. easier to get specific ones, like get, uh, like start off with one or something, because yeah, it's, and- it's true. Some weapons just feel better when you have a really specific enhancement, and it doesn't necessarily beat the game for you. Like, I don't think rapid firing your arrows really makes it any stronger, but it makes it play differently. It's more yeah, like that's, an aspect that's yeah. that the thing. Is, yeah, that's what I would... I'd like, you know, it just felt slow as hell. It was kind of like um if if I could just run and gun, like like the gun, if I could just fire like the gun a couple shots and then move out of the way real fast, you know, just to be dealing that constant damage per second, you know, cuz you that's what you that's what the goal in this game is and that's what you talk about a lot too is, you know, your APM. You know, yeah. you got to be always applying something and with the arrow you have to stop and there's that little highlighted sec. There's like you charge your arrow for a little bit just to get it to and blink you and you time hit critical it. hit. Yeah, there's like timing stuff. So if you yeah. don't get that in time, if someone attacks you and you don't get your arrow off, then you're just wasting time. And it just mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. So if and I could have just health because you can't, you can only find so many heals. Yep. So you know, even if you dodge out of the way, that's still a waste of damage too. And it's just like, you know. I wish that yeah I could if I could have just stopped did something like the uh, some Legolas shot with the 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 air the bow and arrow where I'm just like <laughs> the Legolas shot. shooting a bunch of arrows you know like oh why well I if do you that? dashed then there then it charges your shot up very quickly yeah I yeah. mostly just, dash like, use dash shots with the bow because mm-hmm. it was so much faster yeah, yeah. my my big my big trick with the bow is other than that like rapid fire shot that just makes the bow godly. You can basically just, there's another Daedalus enchantment where you basically get, like, every single hit of the bow of the special deals, like, 
an increased percentage of damage based on how many hit yeah i got based on how many hits and that just makes enemies explode so you Mm -hmm. just sneak up behind them and hit them with like all of your blasts of the special and they just die instantly that's been pretty much the strongest build i think i've ever seen personally in the game other than some weird money and hermes builds that i tried out (laughs) yeah see like the problem with that though to me is like if i'm just gonna be up there then i'm gonna i should have just got a different weapon if i'm gonna be close and personal i would have just you know what i mean like the bow to me seems like it should be something that's from far away it just didn't it never it never worked out in any of any of the times that i played with it that I, I got something that I actually liked and synergized with, so I shelved it. If you just went with the Chiron bow too, which again, you know, you have to unlock it first, but you know oh, that that, that shoots so your special good. and it just heat seeks the guy that you hit with your attack, so you mm-hmm. won't you won't miss with that, and then you can stay at range. And clearly, you know, it's like you have to preemptively say to yourself, "Am I going to go an attack build or am I going to go a special build?" Mm-hmm. Uh, and it would be easier to do. A specific one with that weapon aspect but then you also are at the mercy once you get into the run of getting any of the daedalus hammer enhancements you want and you can't even re-roll those like you could with boons yeah. with certain upgrades well there is a way to re-roll certain daedalus enchantments but that's all very late game you're stuck with them for your entire run yeah i would never i would never count on that for anything it's randomized (laughs) too you basically swap one out one random one that you have for two random ones yep and it uh it's worked out really good in my favor really well in my favor and also very bad yeah same with uh same with re-rolling on different boons like i remember being at the end and seeing Athena, and I was like, yes, I had three die saved up. And I was like, time to get my dash. And I ran up, oh. re-rolled, it, re-rolled it two times, and, and nothing. Nothing. No. But, I mean, that's even just... The, like, even the most unrare, like the common quality boon is still so much better than anything else. Yeah, I love for dashes. dashes. A lot, yeah. My next favorite dash is probably the Poseidon dash. Mm-hmm. Where yeah, you like literally don't even need to uh, like attack anymore. If you want, you could just do a full dash build. <laughs> like I've done that before where you know bosses take extra damage from your knockback moves. They get mm-hmm. ruptured and all sorts mm-hmm. of stuff. Create explosions when they hit a wall. Yeah. And then, yeah, just like I've literally just done dash builds before, and that's what's so cool. You can just take any single aspect of it and just totally min max that one stat and come out of come out of the game victorious. You know, there's there's something to be said about how this game is designed in such a way that these every how many different aspects, how many different gods are there? There's there's like there's like seven what, or eight seven, that I give you boons. Yeah. yeah, and it's insane how they all, they all have these crazy synergies, where you could get two random ass gods and find that their boons and stuff interact so well, you know, for for the yeah. most part, and it's just really really cool how you can just build around stuff that you've never oh. got before, and it's just all random, and sometimes it just you know turns into this super cool build that you're like i just kind of fell into this but this is fucking awesome like the right that's really that's, really interesting that's how i discovered my favorite boon combo which was demeter and zeus 
mm-hmm. yeah. where they shatter. They have that cool ass like effect where, especially on bosses, like the game just kind of slows down for a second and the boss just explodes and dies when they hit fifteen percent HP. <laughs> yeah, and that was the I was last just one so, I ever my saw. Mind was blown. Oh, really? I was literally thanks to the RNG of the game. You know, I was trying to see every boon at least once. I went like five, six, seven runs, probably even more, specifically with everything tailored to giving me more Demeter boons that were rarer because that's her legendary boon is the shatter at like a percent HP. And the game wouldn't give it to me. If you want an idea of how RNG works and trying to go for a build, the game would not give me that one boon, even though it was the only thing I wanted the whole run. With rerolls, her her keepsake that gives you higher rarity on stuff, specifically seeking them out. Wow. You can't you can't rely on the same thing every time, and the game definitely really wanted me to know that. I came to appreciate that a lot as I was playing, especially later in the game. I was just having a lot more fun building different things. I was using pretty much the same couple weapons, but just you know changing the uh, the attacks and the different applications of skills and and boons it was really fun yeah what i what but became my favorite thing as the game progressed is unlocking those rare weapon aspects the mm-hmm. hidden we- weapon aspects oh. are awesome and i'm Holy i'm sad smokes. to say that the the first one that i got the spear i think we all got the spear first so yeah. i don't know if that's random or not but that one's like my least favorite because it exactly it yeah. penalizes you for some reason even though i don't think the benefit it gives is very good you, it's just yeah, cool. it's like a lifesteal version of the spear that like there's a similar build for the sword where your health is limited but then every yeah. single chop you get back like three hp and you will chop so fast and you'll <laughs> just get hp back so quickly that it doesn't even matter that you're on lower hp on the spear the other hand you basically you again you got to get the daedalus hammer and you have to upgrade that spear to to make it so it's quicker to charge up or you're going to be just getting chunked for big amounts of damage. And I was, you know, I made it to the final boss like so many times on like heat five with that spear only to die and just never even complete the game with it. So, but yeah, yeah, my, uh, how many did you end up unlocking Jade? Of the hidden ones? Yeah. Just the spear. Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you just had to pour enough upgrades into them and then get some weird dialogue from mm-hmm. someone. From Achilles. Well, I have I have some I have some stuff to say about that because I oh, went seeking sure. the shield was the last one I ended oh, up getting them all. I the ran uh, again, I ran through the game 5 to 10 times with just the shield looking for cuz I I didn't, you know, didn't look anything up about this game to know where anything was and I couldn't unlock this aspect and I didn't know what the requirements were and then I, I just got it just randomly oh. I got it from the same person I had talked to so many times wow it was yeah you have to talk to chaos to get that one yeah I mean sometimes th- there's a lot to be said I think about how the game doles out dialogue to you like one at a time but yeah oh yeah yeah because you can't least, see multiple lines of dialogue you have to go yeah you can only get one line. Like per run, I think any time, any extra time you talk to the same character in a run, like a god with a boon or you know chaos, mm-hmm. it you won't get new dialogue. So there's like a priority system going on there. I, I don't want to get super into that, but the for the weapon aspects, that was really annoying because 
if you don't try out a weapon too much, and maybe you would, you would like the hidden aspect more because they're very different, it's oh, not a guarantee yeah. you're even going to unlock it because even if you met all the requirements, some character just didn't give it to you. Mm-hmm. But anyway, the yeah. cool stuff about them. Go on, Kyle. Yeah, so they're just they're epic. They're just so cool compared. They just take the move set of the whatever weapon you have, and they just take a a total twist on that. Uh, some kind of follow suit. Like the shield was just basically a a really beefed up, heavy version of the other shield that you had. That also, like you could load all of your your uh, casts into your shield dash and they would all detonate at once however many you load on as soon as you end your dash yeah that was pretty cool i liked that and that was the aspect of beowulf and oh yeah I that, love was, how... that was cool i noticed that too that they the the, sh- the spear that i unlocked was like huh that's not you know that's not a god of you know greece that's not a greek mythology yeah. Yeah. The the bow becomes the aspect of Rama, which is like from Hinduism. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um the sword is the aspect of Arthur. King Arthur. Which is King yeah, Arthur. King yeah. Arthur. Cool. And he's got a like a very like Arthur ability set, like his special is literally called Holy Land. Where Whoa. all of the projectiles are just slowed in the this area around your slam. And, and you, you take get reduced damage, big yeah. attacks, and, and you get big attack damage buff. I yeah. think. Wow. So, it's just a cool, and the sword has just the biggest, meatiest chops I've yeah, ever dude. seen. It's it's so much. It's like a great sword compared to the regular one. It's like a, a yeah. long sword. It's insanity. Yeah. And the shield is like a, a great shield. Just heavier slams of mm-hmm. every single attack, and just more options overall. Very and the powerful. other ones. Yeah, the the, the Gilgamesh. Hands. Gilgamesh gloves. Gilgamesh gloves. I really like those because I thought the gloves were just fast and fun. So Gilgamesh was really cool, and you, yeah. you could you could put like a dot on people that would improve how much damage you did to them while it was ticking. But they'd also hurt you more, so you had to be careful. But then it would just detonate for like hundreds of damage. And then uh, guess what? Guess which one I never unlocked. <laughs> yeah, the, the gun. gun. <laughs> the gun. The gun Just, was... I can't even imagine what that would be. I'm guessing some Egyptian aspect. You, yeah, you want to guess? Okay, you're guessing like, uh, like a Ra or something? Of, yeah, maybe aspect of... Yeah, aspect of Ra. Yeah. Okay, you got any guesses, Jade? No. It's uh, it's kind of surprising. It's the aspect of Lucifer. Whoa. Which Whoa. I think is cool, because Lucifer, I think, is a pretty cool deity to base anything off of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, sadly, though, it's still mostly functions like the gun that you're used to but you still got to reload it um the difference is that instead of shooting bullets in a clip that all do static damage and you reload it it's a a laser that ramps up the longer you focus on something but you stop to reload it and then the the bomb that you lob it arcs takes a while blows up this lands faster and it's like a little tiny sun that radiates damage and then if you hit it it explodes around it. And that's hmm. really the differences. That sounds honestly a lot nicer. It's pretty neat, but something about the gun just it just doesn't feel right. Yeah. Compared to other weapons in the game. For real. Like yeah, when I found out that there were multiple like types of weapons, like they were coming out one by one in the early game or the early access version and uh yeah, I was just, like, so excited to see what all of the weapons would be, you know? 
But then when I saw the gun, I just knew right away I was just going to be so disappointed by it. <laughs> the the and, adamant uh, rail. Yeah. God, there's got to be something better. I want to say that this game seems to prioritize attack speed, which is kind of strange because most most of the buffs just seem like you... Uh, if you're putting something on one of your attacks... And you could choose any boon uh, on, let's just say, your basic attack. You could put um, Dionysus Poison or Zeus Lightning Bolts or Poseidon Push, you know, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Usually they give you a percent modifier, which would be helpful. Um, but then they also give you an effect, like Zeus will shoot a lightning bolt every single hit. And so it usually seems to favor a faster hitting weapon. Mm-hmm. And so if you get Ares has Doom, you just put it yeah. on them, and then it waits a second, and then it just pops for a bunch of damage. That's like for more slower weapons, yeah, I think. Doom, well, I personally used it in weapons that were really wide arcing, and you could easily hit a bunch with, like the shield throw or the the bow like fan attack. Yeah, that so, that'll always work. It just seems to cater more to a weapon that would either widely apply it or rarely apply it rather than the vast majority of other stuff, which is frequent application. And that's what the gun caters towards, too, because it shoots so many bullets so fast. It seems almost specifically built for that play style, but then it still doesn't hold up. And I think if you were to take something like Doom on your main attack, you wouldn't really see a lot of gain from that, because you could do the same thing with a harder-hitting weapon. You know what I mean? that's true. Yeah, Sort of like how with Dionysus, you would want something that could attack pretty fast because the buff will decay over time. So unless you're able, you want to apply it quickly and keep it up maxed out. So like a big, huge, slow swinging weapon like Arthur's sword would be terrible for Dionysus because you need frequent attacks to keep put it on your bow main attack. You only get one stack every so often, but put it on the special. That's a very depressing. That's a very depressing playthrough right there. Yeah, suddenly it's a lot different. (laughs) Yep. Dionysus is interesting too because he uh, his his attack augment and stuff that 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 give you hangover don't increase your damage either. Like every all the other ones go like, ooh, uh, this increases your attack by X percent. And it gives you lightning strikes, but Dionysus mm-hmm. it just says, oh, it just it just lets you do this amount of, of damage per stack of hangover. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, I don't think Ares gives it either. I think Ares is just uh, it just gives yep. you doom and it doesn't give yeah. you a percentage. So totally. it seems like the dots they don't. It, it's it's balanced pretty well, but I still think the game caters to faster weapons because you always want to be on the move. And you can apply stuff more easily. Pretty much, yeah. The faster attacking the weapon, the more... I mean, yeah, it's just going to be better overall. Because even with stuff like Aphrodite, that just does huge, big hits of damage and leaves the opponent weak. Uh, Then, you you know, even something that shot fast would be just as good as something that shot slowly. Because it would just have such a big damage buff and all those extra hits would really, you know, multiply your returns from it. Yeah, yeah. That's that's probably true as well. And, you know, of course there are certain ways you can go. Like, I know with Ares Doom, there's something where if you keep reapplying it really fast, it does increase the damage. But I don't mm-hmm. think you have to luck out with that. You have yeah. to be built for it. You cool. have to want it. 
I yeah. so yeah, I got a quick aside about that. One of my favorite builds actually used that exact tactic. Yeah, no doubt it's where, good. Yeah, I used the Rama build where you use that upgraded bow. And, you know, the special of that where you just shoot, like, a machine gun fire of specials all at one enemy that bounce to a bunch of different enemies? Mm -hmm. Well, basically, I would just have the stacking buff and the delay buff that just really increases the special's damage. So I would just sit there and load them up with just a million shots with that thing and then let one giant uh, proc of that uh, doom damage kill the enemy in basically one hit. Yeah, and that was, good. like, my favorite build in the whole game. That was your favorite? Probably, yeah. I have to say that's got to be my favorite. Yeah, I don't think that ever came together for me, but it does feel good when you when the cards actually fall in place. Everything comes together. It doesn't always happen, though. I think I killed Hades in about, like, a minute or two. <laughs> Just so quickly. I wish I could have seen all this sh shit, you know, in action, but... You know, you have to play the game a lot to see all these different combinations yeah. of things. Yeah. And you have to do specific things to unlock certain things. Like, I'm kind of bummed out I missed those weapon aspects. But, like, you know, I played oh. the game for 30 hours and still didn't, just saw one. So it's like, how, how much longer would I have to play? You know, how much yeah. how much time is someone going to put into running the same thing? I mean, they do, a, okay, to be fair, they do a lot to to mix things up uh to make each run interesting and there's dialogue like we've said before but at the end of the day it's you know you're killing the same guys you're killing the same yeah. enemies um runs are pretty short on the average they're like half an hour roughly um roughly so it's not like about a big that. time investment but you know after after two or three runs in in a row i'm kind of just i always got a little fatigued yep totally roguelike fatigue yeah so I just, you know, I'm, I wish I could have un unlocked those weapons, but, you know, what was, I, what was I to do? It really does take a long time because I've, you know, the amount of hours I've put in, I don't know. I'm going to guess like 80. I don't know. Mm -hmm. And and probably about the same amount of runs, like 70, 80 runs. And still stuff is like taking forever. I just unlocked a feature in the game called Companions. Mm-hmm after 60 runs like it takes so long for the game to give you certain things like unless you know about them or luck into them there are core features of the game that are just secreted away that you they expect you to play forever to ever even yeah. see them and now like, that i have companions know? how now that i have companion the only reason i knew that they probably existed is because you can look at your old runs in uh in that room and there's a it says, like, all the stuff you had equipped when your run ended. And one of them was Companions, and it said Redacted every time because I didn't have one. There mm. was an achievement for it. But it still took over 60, 70 hours of playing the same thing over and over to yeah. just be given one. And now I don't even remember to use them because it's been so much gameplay of the <laughs> same thing that I that's, never remember. That's exactly my experience. Like, how can you even know? And, and then... How can you even know how to get them, first off? Second mm -hmm. off, it's such a late-game thing that I've been so used to my runs that I don't even remember to use them, despite them being very good. Yeah. Uh, I, I just don't even remember to use them because I'm so used to standard runs, having to do it all myself, not having a companion. But <laughs> it, uh, It's really strange. 
Yeah, like certain things, and even the weapon aspects, like no one tells you how to unlock these, really. Like, you, it's pretty much just guessing or looking stuff up, thankfully. Or, you know, like in my case, I just had so many playthroughs by the end that I just unlocked all of them naturally from just standard upgrades and whatnot. Um, but yeah, it, it takes a lot to get to get through the game. And basically, my uh, when I started off playing this game... I just had like such a great time with all the runs and, and enjoying the mechanics. But by the end of it, I was just like kind of desperately like running through each time. Like how fast can I clear Hades? Because I'm trying to unlock all this content and it just was taking so long. So basically my desire for the, uh, the content in the game between runs was just what was keeping me going ultimately. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It, it does seem like they they had all this feedback from the early access, I'm sure. But it's just, it's designed this way. I think the big hang-up is that they have probably almost too much dialogue in the game, and some of it must take uh, priority mm-hmm. over other ones, and that's why yeah. you don't get it. Because I know for a fact, you know, getting that shield was from Chaos, now that I actually have it. But I definitely, for sure, talked to them like three or four times in in my pursuit but there was like a quest i was doing that i was in the middle of that involved them so that every time they would just advance this little plot line that didn't uh-huh. give me anything in particular and then once it was over they finally relented and every single npc in the game is kind of like that like uh yep mother Nix, the mm-hmm. very first character i said because you have the nectar and that builds your relationships and i funneled all of the nectar to Nyx, because I just wanted, I thought maybe she would give me something cool. I didn't know how the system worked. And then it just, like, stops. It gets locked. You can't progress it anymore. Yep. And then it ended up being one of the very last ones I ever finished, even though it was the first one I started, because the game just had other things it wanted to make me do first, before her quest ever showed up, before I could even complete it. All this stuff competing with each other for your attention. They really do expect you to play this game forever to see everything. <laughs> mm-hmm. For an eternity. That's like a cool, it's a cool, uh, you know, thing to keep you hooked. But for for getting just basic combat things and basic gameplay things, it seems a little uh, a little much, you know. Yeah. Like uh-huh. to see the weapons and to get all the upgrades and everything for the different aspects, like that costs a lot of Titan blood. You got to be. I don't. I think you know if you beat the. I'm not 100 percent sure on how the Titan blood works you're you're limited to that at first until you beat hades and unlock the uh the 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 what's that called the little contract pact of punishment yeah you can't get more than just the amount you get for uh killing uh the two bosses with each each weapon weapon for the first time Mm -hmm. yep one of them being Hades, so you could only you could end up with just six and be stuck there and not yeah. be able to beat Hades. So you can't unlock all the aspects with that initially. So you have to do it on harder heats and stuff. And like getting to Hades is a lot. It's hard for a guy like yeah. me. I had a real tough time at first getting there. You, I, I mean, I've I've talked about my experience with the with the game a little bit with you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, at first, it's kind of like a roller co- roller coaster a little bit. At first, I uh, was having a lot of fun. I was I was really really digging it, um, 
and like check in like the action holy shit it felt so good right away it just felt so clean but as time went on and i i started progressing farther and hitting the same roadblocks over and over and over again that's the de- the descent the downward spiral and i i like looked in my uh administrative chamber and you can see like 10 10 or 15 runs in a row it was like theseus and asterius asterius or whatever oh god killed by them killed by them killed by them killed by them killed by hades killed by hades killed by theseus like over and over and that's when i was like i don't want to fucking play this anymore like i was getting my desire to play was at an all-time low but once you you know and there was like at that point in the game where i was at personally i wasn't getting anything else to unlock anything i wasn't getting titan bloods to unlock anything i was just getting like darkness i wasn't getting any diamonds i wasn't getting any boss drops i was just getting darkness and it felt like i was not making any any progress at all there wasn't a lot of incentive for me to play too because the story wasn't picking up at that point either there was nothing really interesting it was just like i want to escape i want to see my mom and then i would die 15 (laughs) times in a row and then he would just go i still want I still really want to escape. And that was like the story. And, you know, talking to the talking to the characters and stuff is one thing. But, you know, finally, when I beat Hades, whew, then I started going back up and then they unlocked this, the, the, the pact of punishment. And my I was like hooked. I was back in. I was like, OK, this I wish that they kind of had something similar to this to start with. It felt like maybe the first run was the tutorial almost of the game, but I or, you know, the first was, yeah. playthrough to the be first Hades. Win. Yeah, the first mm-hmm. win is, like, when things open up. But Jesus, that was <laughs> that was a lot for a guy like me. I think I beat yeah. Hades on um on my 30-something, 30, 30, 30 runs, was it? Something like that. Uh-huh, okay. And it was just, like, <sighs> just a big dry spell where I didn't want to play at all. And uh, and then when I finally pushed myself to, to at least beat Hades, and I thought that that would be, like, the end of the game, you know? And then, then the post game would come after that, and I would be like, "Okay, whatever. I beat it. I can talk about it." Um, mm-hmm. But no, that's when things got interesting to me. Was after you beat him once, and then they start dangling some story things in front of your eyes, and uh, there's a lot more, more, even more incentive to, to for me to keep playing at least at that point. And I, I certainly had a lot more fun playing after that. Yeah, I I remember it did take me quite a few tries to beat Hades myself. Like it's a total slog. And you get major bonuses for actually beating him too. So especially like Titan's blood and everything. Yeah. So it's it makes your future runs easier, mm-hmm. and it's yeah just a a huge filter. Yeah, and there was a interesting. There was some cool things that are cool conceptually, but maybe not the most fun if you're already struggling with the the game, <laughs> uh, like. Mm trying to get to hades and then like you're killing the first boss meg like 100 times it's so fucking easy like whatever you know but then all of a sudden she starts throwing her sisters in the mix Mm -hmm. things get ramped then it's like oh shit now i have to now i'm getting killed from this you know (laughs) and then and then you're like oh cool now i'm only making it to the first floor and then you get to the (laughs) you know to the the bone hydra and uh you know that ramps up in difficulty as well there's different augments to their abilities too and it's just like it just seemed like there was a lot of things standing in your way. Like, even if you get only to Theseus and Asterius, even if you get to them consistently and die like I was doing, then 
then all of a sudden I started meeting these harder challenges, you know, earlier in my runs and I'd be in a worse, even worse state going up to those two to try and beat them. So it was like, you know, it's cool. Like I thought it was cool. I was like, okay, they're spicing, they're spicing things up a little bit, but it's also just, you know, harder to deal with. But yeah, eventually you start stomping them again and, you know, you could feel that progress too. But, and yeah, that was something else super rewarding for me was when I was able to kill, kill Theseus and, and Asterius with ease, like multiple times and then start killing Hades with ease. And then I was like, well, I am actually getting better. I am making progress. It only took me yeah. 30, 30 fucking <laughs> runs to feel anything like I, I you know. which is a lot of hours of investment. Yeah. It's fair, a lot yeah. of hours to, to feel, um, but then that it clicks. Yeah. That's, it took me that long for it to click for me. Yeah. There, there, to be fair, there's an option in the settings. I'm pretty sure it's just the toggle. You can turn it on and off. It's called uh, God Mode, I think. I don't really know what it does, but I was told it makes the game progression speed up or it makes it a little easier. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, I, I understand there's like easy. a there's a mental there is a mental barrier there where you say I'm turning on easy mode. I'm removing part of the challenge that does give you that feeling like I am getting better. Yeah, like so it's a struggle between being frustrated and giving up that satisfaction of actually passing yeah i didn't you know after i went into crosscode and switched that puzzle thing last game i wasn't about to to buckle this time so i i I stayed strong and just bashed my head against the wall until it broke i am sorry you had that experience yeah but i guess it's telling of what the beginning of the game can be like because yeah you know in retrospect they don't really give you too much to work with huh Mm-mm. no all that stuff Mm-mm. seems to unlock like after you beat hades the first time and then it then it starts to be a lot more engaging to actually be upgrading your your weapons and stuff like that and the game does only get technically harder from that point mm-hmm. on anyway so well, yeah i mean i guess it is expected heats. to beat it mm-hmm. yes yeah, especially when they start adding heats and you just start trying to get more resources or you're cranking the heat up on yourself without anyone even prodding you to do it mm-hmm. and uh then all of a sudden you're just not beating hades anymore and you're yeah. like, what happened? Then you start cranking the pact of punishment down, and you're still losing to Hades because you're mind broken. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's... Yeah, the pact of punishment allows you to augment the floors and your runs to make it more difficult. And in doing so, you gain something called heat, which allows you to get boss drops again, I guess. Um, yeah. Which are only, you know, they're specific to those bosses, they drop specific things. So you need to start cranking the heat up, and there's things like, oh, enemies do more damage, enemies have more health, there's more enemies. And then there's also... nine minutes to complete. Yeah. And then there's cool ones, like, that change how boss fights go down, too, which is cool. It's like extreme measures when all of a sudden you're fighting the three sisters at one time, and, uh, you know, the Bone Hydra one. Like, there's some cool stuff. That one's awesome. Yeah, there's really good ones, but... um, you know, all it, it, it increases your heat and makes it more challenging. And it was really fun playing with those. I had a lot of fun seeing how far I could be getting. And I knew that I was actually making... It felt more like I was making progress doing that than uh, dying to Theseus and Asterius ten times in a row. Um, yeah. Which I guess is a feat. It's, you know, because you see 
the feedback loop you actually get to see like oh now i have more titan blood to upgrade a weapon rather than just darkness that you know i have my skills maxed out already this is interesting yeah and one of my one of my like favorite aspects of the game and i think the game is like so well written because it it even factors in the the fact that you have to just keep replaying the same like game and levels yeah. over and over into the whole overarching story yeah. and like the the legend that would pretty much arise from the events of this game mm-hmm. so like you know, as far as mythology is concerned, like, this thing sort of happens in, in so many different religions, you know? Like, in Christianity, there's, like, the death and rebirth cycle of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And in, uh, you know, Egyptian mythology, it's the death and rebirth of Horus that leads to the rising and the setting sun. And then even now, th- this is basically the the Greek retelling of that, like, constant death and rebirth cycle. So it's just an awesome way to incorporate some of the mythology surrounding Zagreus into a... a so it, it sounds like someone basically read a bunch of Greek mythology and was like, oh my gosh, this would make an awesome like roguelite game. What if I did that? <laughs> this would make an awesome roguelite dating sim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I, I think that... like the story aspect and the characters and just the fact that it all ties into the Greek mythology was super cool. It was really interesting. Uh-huh. And um, tor- towards the end of the game, I certainly had a lot more fun learning about everyone a little more and this this crazy struggle between the Olympians and Hades. Just the weird family dynamic that they have. And it was it was cool. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty awesome. I, I knew a lot about the, the mythology going into this. Like, I knew a lot about Persephone. Uh, I did not know a lot about Zagreus, that's for sure. I didn't, he was all totally under my radar. But Persephone, mm-hmm. it, yeah, very interesting figure in Greek mythology. And Demeter, I knew that Demeter was Persephone's mom just from, ha- just from having a basic knowledge of Greek mythology. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so yeah, certain things would be revealed in the game and I was just so psyched when I I knew it was coming but I was still just super excited to you know find to un, unveil all of that information too. Yeah, it's just uh just really cool. Like uh yeah, I wonder what I would have been like if I could have played this game back when I was in my Greek mythology phase back in like elementary school. <laughs> I would have been mind blown. Well, I still my mind was still blown by the game, but I really do like all of the incorporations. Like I, I think you asked once if you ever see Daedalus running around because they mentioned mm-hmm. he's the one who's manipulating uh, Tartarus, making it constantly shift and change, and it's yeah. his hammers that you find for your weapons. And I, you know, I don't believe that you see them personally, but it's just a way to. Uh, is that Ludo narrative? They're they're bringing in the mythology and they're telling it in a way to connect it with the actual mechanics of the game in a way that's uh, pretty believable and especially so because yeah. like, you know that lore for real. And yeah, like especially uh, Zagreus just being like trapped in the underworld. And then here's here's my sort of interpretation. You know, like when you beat Hades and you get to go visit Persephone for what seems like just a little bit. Now, he, my theory is that he's up there for an entire human lifespan. 
and mm-hmm. he just like withers away with mortal age and dies and ends up right back in Hades because everyone's wow. talking about events going on down there that you know take place over eons like at one point Thanatos says to like Sisyphus I'll be back in another couple of eons to check mm. on you and, and I feel like that you know, as you're just going through the runs of Hades, actual like eternities and like really long periods of time are like passing by. I guess it would make sense. Yeah, because the gods' perception of time must be far different. Yeah. And then when, when Zagreus crosses through that boundary, he's just living like a mortal. He's like tied to the mortal plane. Mm-hmm. So he dies and ages and withers away like a normal mortal would. And that's why he can only stay for so long. The dude, uh, Hypnos, always says, oh, shit, you got, yeah, looks like you died of natural causes again up there. Yeah. It's like, okay. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. So that's cool. Interestingly, uh, how many, you know, uh, beating the game and and beating your father, Hades, so many times gets you further into the ending. But past that, you know, if have you guys completed many runs? Um, because... They give you, like, a joke as to how Zagreus dies every single time after that, and it gets more and more ridiculous with each time that you do it. Like, the first time, I think, it's you go up, you water some flowers, and you die. But other times, it's like, oh, you you were in a pitch-black room, and you saw some red liquid, and you decided to take a dip. And, like, that's what the death screen looks like. So (laughs) he just went for a swim and just went right back to the underworld. Hmm. Got bit by a snake, just fell over. All this, all these weird oh things that wouldn't even normally kill a person too, and they just happen to you, and that's what the reason that they say you you die and go back. Yeah, that's such a good. Yeah, that's a good point. I I, I never got a chance to play much more uh, after actually beating the game. I think only like one or two runs, but it was different. There was definitely a different death animation every time. And yeah, it takes was, itself seriously at first, but then it's like, I yeah. can't believe how many of them they have written, too. So mm. many. <laughs> but they eventually they're like, they know that you must be exhausted from going through the game so much. And then the narrator is like actively, uh, he, uh, Zagreus, uh, <laughs> saw a cockroach and got scared and died. <laughs> okay, what That's is so up with the narrator? I thought that there was going to be something going on with the narrator. Who is oh, the narrator? yeah. That almost seems like a weird carryover from their older games. Because Zagreus even responds to the narrator. He like I have a hypothesis. Yeah. Uh, so you can get this unlock. You can unlock this uh, statue if you pay enough for it. And it's just like statue of a, a Greek storyteller his, whose name is yet to be known. Hmm. Uh, but that's Homer. Oh, okay. Mm. The, that is, the bust is of Homer, the guy who wrote the Iliad and the Odyssey. And so, uh, yeah, when they were when they built the statue of him, they didn't even know who he was. Like they mentioned, huh, never heard of him. You know, <laughs> like even though he's like the reason that so much Greek mythology is is known nowadays because his works actually survived. And that's all. That's kind of what all of this is too. It's this is just another retelling of like some of the like oldest and most classic tales that the earth has ever recorded Mm. you know so people like this is just like another interpretation of the events that are like lost in translation and pretty much people taking images and pictures 
depicted from like statues and carvings and also some of Homer's works and then just splicing the, them together into like the Greek mythology omnibus. But yeah, so I think the narrator is Homer. That's that would just make a perfect segue and they definitely tip their hat towards Homer before too and like yeah, he's basically one of the original storytellers of this sort of thing as well. So that's my personal personal hypothesis on who the narrator is. Yeah, that's interesting, and I, w- I definitely wouldn't have known that. Because, and another thing, Homer also frequently wrote about uh, pe- mortals and people venturing into Hades' realm and coming back, like Orpheus. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know how much you guys know about the story of Orpheus, but it's like kind of the original, he was the original guy to like venture down and, and you can actually interact with this character and, and, you know, help him out and get him to be reunited with Eurydice. And, uh, yeah, that's some, that was like a very sad story. And, uh, another character who came in and they even mention all of the people who ventured into Hades and returned alive, like Orpheus, Hercules, uh, Odysseus, it's it's all captured in tales written by Homer, so it also makes perfect sense that he would be talking about this story of Zagreus as well. I really like that. Yeah, there's plenty of characters even that don't don't appear or have a speaking role or anything yeah. that are mentioned like that. So I totally buy into it. Yeah, like Daedalus mentioned yeah, Daedalus integral to mentioned. the game, but you never actually get to meet him. They do bring up Hercules a few different times, especially mm-hmm. the, I think they talk about him being, he could have been the stand-in for Theseus. Yeah, yeah, Zagreus is like, oh, you couldn't even get Her- Hercules here? You have to yeah. have this guy? I think, I think with Medusa, they mentioned something about, uh, like Zagreus says, like, if I ever find the guy who, like, put you down here or whatever, <laughs> and that person is another Greek hero named Perseus. Who would, who's kind of in the same bracket as, like, Hercules and Patroclus. And Achilles. Achilles. Yeah. Yeah, great wealth of uh, of characters and, and mythos to draw from for this game. And they did a really good job at, at making sure to not miss any any of them. I think it's it's so funny, too, the way that they tied in, like, pomegranates into the game. Oh, and what's that? And pomegranates. Are, oh, so pomegranates are very unique to Persephone in Greek mythology because there's a tale like in part of like all the stuff, you know, about Hades, like capturing Persephone and ripping her away from Olympus. That's all like pre, you know, pre-written about ideas that were just directly implemented into the game. Mm-hmm. And basically uh, with Persephone, they say that Hades fed her a uh, a piece of pomegranate that was grown in the underworld so therefore she could not ever return to the land of the living Mm. because she partook of the fruit of the underworld yeah this underworld (laughs) fruit the pomegranate and that's just kind of the main like buffing item in the game this invincible star for mario (laughs) the the game the yeah, superstar, yeah. the main the super mushroom from Mario, the supersonic, <laughs> the chaos emeralds. I don't know yes. if the pomegranates are that integral to the gameplay, but it's, well, you need it's to a have big those factor. upgrades. Yeah, you upgrade yeah. with them. Huh. Those I mean, palms of power. It's nice. Yeah. 
I didn't know that about the. I wondered what was up with the pomegranates because it was it yeah big time with Persephone. I think that's what her her keepsake even is like a pomegranate mm-hmm. something or other. Yeah, yeah, it's so funny. Yeah, they they know whoever made this. They know what they're doing. Definitely did their research. Yeah, they knew what they were doing. But uh, yeah, I was just having such a fun time like unlocking all the little interactions like Megara. You know, yeah. mm-hmm. she's uh, the same <laughs> Meg from Hades, the Disney film. Hercules, the Disney film. Hercules. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, not Hades. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're talking Hades, about. Hades is what we're talking about. <laughs> Hades yeah. is in that. Hades is in that. Yeah, he's a pretty integral character. Yeah. James Woods. Oh, you mean from um, Kingdom Hearts, not Hercules. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hades. yeah, yeah, yeah. Hades from Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> Yeah, it's the same make. I, I, I didn't piece that together until uh, a little while ago, actually. I didn't think about that too hard. But I, to be fair, they're very different from from Disney movie to this, where she's actively killing you and, and whipping you and yeah. screaming at you and being mean to my boy Sisyphus. Yeah, Sisyphus. He's always trying to push Boldy up that, up that uh, endless seemingly endless hill and then it rolls back down and he's so chill about it yeah he's he's chill i like him a lot even though he was a fucking evil man yeah there was a there was another guy i guess who didn't make the cut for this game very similar to sisyphus in greek mythology his name's tantalus (gasps) and he's he's doomed to spend an eternity in this little pool of water and he's like super thirsty and super hungry (laughs) <laughs> and there's like all these like grapes and fruit hanging above him, but he can't quite reach them because he's you know swimming, so he can't like stand on the water and reach up and grab some food. Oh my god! And whenever he tries to drink the water, it just like jumps away from his mouth. That's Yikes. evil. <laughs> Mythology is Tantalus. evil. Yeah, <laughs> it's so bad. And oh my god, dude, the art in like the underworld realms—it seems like so cool. Exactly what I would what i would you know picture of this like realm of the dead you know mm-hmm. the river sticks just like flowing through it collecting all of the blood of all of the fallen souls of earth everything in the game worked so cohesively in the art direction standpoint like the artwork of all the characters is insane like it's so high quality the menus and the and everything like is just clean oh. it's crisp and then the music, Whew. like, Whew. oh my god, dude, Patroclus's song, the, that was like one of my favorite. The voice acting, um, except for Meg, was uh, it was really good too. Like I liked all the voice acting except for Meg. I'm calling, yeah, uh, Meg, I'm calling ball. you out. Get a pop filter. Oh. Clear the saliva from your mouth before you record. <laughs> have yeah. some, have some, you know, have some, you know, a personality. You know, just don't talk in a monotonous whisper. She, Quit she did speak it almost she <laughs> did speak almost as if she just got done polishing off a cigarette right before she came on but kind of in a good way though really so you kind of were into it i wasn't i kind of like yeah. i kind of like it too because it makes her very unique like you have to imagine they they had to do that on purpose right i mean yeah otherwise why does she sound so fucking weird and like yeah, it's like slur- swallow, please swallow. Yeah, she's spit, like slurping man. and shit. I think. I think the the way that Orpheus talks is so funny because <laughs> IRL, you know, in in real life Greek mythology, Orpheus would just be like, uh, 
you know, super depressed after his shortcomings yeah. in yeah. his little story. So he's just like, oh, I would, oh, yeah, that would be cool. Oh, if only I had the capacity to feel that emotion, he said at one point. Like, he's so <laughs> depressed, but he just goes on. I thought it was really funny that yeah. his voice is, like, that high in speaking, but then in, in, in the songs that he sings, you can totally tell it's, oh, yeah. it's someone it's else that, singing. It's, it's that Darren, Darren Corb, Corb, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah, Darren Corb is singing, and his, you could tell that his voice register is just lower. So I was like, Completely why different. Why couldn't he be just voicing? It'd be a cool <laughs> cameo for him to just voice the character, you know? Yeah, really well, weird or, that they chose to yeah, do that. Orpheus has a speaking voice and a singing voice, apparently. Yeah, and they're separate. They're separate voices. Completely yeah. different people, and it's not even <laughs> remotely, like, hidden. Yeah. But, I mean, those are my only gripes, especially with Meg. Every time I'd hear Meg talk, I just would roll my eyes. I hated it. I don't it know. It actually seems better in the in later voice lines. Like, if you listen to the stuff at the beginning, that was probably there in the early access before they recorded more. Like, what, 70, 80 hours into the game? That yeah, 70, 80 up? hours into the game, I think that her <laughs> voice starts to clear up a little bit. <laughs> she swallowed after all that shit. I don't no, know what's up with it. Maybe it, is, it, it does stand it, out. It wasn't even her like her saliva. It was just like the voice crackle too, where she'd go. That seemed like intentional. Like it was supposed to make her sound unsettling. Yeah, I don't know. It was but just it was a, it, it was a little too much. It was like it sticks out like a sore thumb. Yeah, everyone else like Zagreus. God damn, dude, Zagreus was such a good voice actor. I really liked Zagreus. Like mm-hmm. the way. You know, I was reading the dialogue along while Zagreus would say it. And just the way he, his intonation and, and delivery of lines is, it, like, flows so naturally. Like, he was a really, really good voice actor. Mm-hmm. And I think part of the uh, part of the reason I wanted to stick to the game and, and beat it all the way through was because I liked Zagreus so much that I wanted... To, like, I, I didn't like him that much in the beginning, but I wanted to see his story through. You know, like there was the, it was a really weird moment that I had where uh, I guess maybe I was I was I was I was linked. I was psychically linked with Zagreus oh. when I was fighting. It was it was Hades, I think, towards uh, one of my first times I got to Hades. And um, I was fighting so hard and I felt like, I, you know, Zagreus, he got killed and the the exasperated like, ah, no. And it was like, fuck, dude, I feel really bad that I couldn't let you win. You know what I mean? I, I wanted to make, I wanted to to succeed because it, it felt like I was trying so hard to succeed. And therefore, obviously, Zagreus was trying so hard to, to get through. So there's like a kind of interesting, I liked Zagreus. He's, him and, yeah. him and Hades, man. I fucking love yeah. Hades. Oh, they're really Hades, cool. I was never, look, Hades, man, between you and me, I never doubted you. I knew the whole time that you were a good dad. I fucking knew it. You made mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes. But I was on your side from the very, very beginning. And I knew, like, Zagreus, he's a rebellious teenager. All right, you're just trying to instill... He's just trying to instill, you know, some responsibilities into him. Maybe a little bit of tough love. But Zagreus, you know, how how, how else are you going to deal with a guy like that? Yeah, Hades is the classic overworked single parent. Yeah, dude. Okay, <laughs> uh, and that's the, my note. You want to hear what my note was? Yeah, this, yeah. All right, ready? <clears throat> the end, when you, b- between when you beat Hades and are trying to get the ending of the game, when you have to kill him, I think, ten times, mm-hmm. and each time you're seeing new dialogue, 
that's divorced parent simulator because <laughs> yeah. you, oh my you go God. you go to you go to Hades and then he goes hmm, maybe you should ask Persephone about that and then you go up you fight Hades you go to Persephone and you're like okay look dad says to talk to you about this and then she's like oh well maybe you should ask him about this and then you're like going back and forth between yeah, that's true. as a little a little delivery bird and you're you're just relaying messages between the two of them for the second half and interestingly enough that was what i enjoyed was learning it periodically through those learning the story through those interactions yeah. but it was it felt oh so God. funny i was just like a a little five-year-old kid like um mom mom says for you to do this and then the dad's all <laughs> pissed off and like I don't know, it was just funny so good yeah dude i i really liked hades like the backgrounds were so animated like i sometimes would just sit there and watch him like judge all the souls coming out of the the pool yeah mm-hmm. and uh there were some interesting interactions like one time i saw him send someone back to life oh cool really yeah he at one point said hmm i'll grant it just this once and he just poofs him back into existence wow i knew hades was good no i think one of my one of the things i really liked was coming back after every time and hearing hades snide like he could come up with so many different snide remarks (laughs) yeah he's like killed again you know like and i'm like dad (sighs) come on yeah cut me some slack dude and he's always spitting on me when i'm down and i I liked it i really like the buildup of the relationship between father and son, though, as you oh, gradually yeah. gain his respect. Yeah, there's that was something really good. when you okay. I know this is like from from atop my high horse, but when you actually put on the extreme measures to get the final Hades improved boss fight, there's mm-hmm. a whole new song for that shit. He stops oh. you when you get through the normal phases, and he says, "All right." You, you like, earned my respect. It's time to really be serious now. And if you still beat him, holy shit. I Is love it crazy? It. Is it he, insane? It's pretty crazy. I really like wow. everything that goes into it. Cerberus gets an actual role in the game. Hmm. What? They, they really go all out. The dynamic between those two is so great. It really you is. You feel that build up, and I think that's one of the highlights of the game for me for sure. Yeah. I really holy wanted to pour smokes. my heart out and say that. I, I love agree. you, Hades. That Zab. sounds epic. Maybe I should uh wow. maybe I should try that try that it's, out. It's it's hard though, you know. It's it's in line with the rest of the game where it's they're really pushing you to the furthest that you your potential ability can bring you to see some of these these interactions. Yeah, you, you have mean, to you wow. have to tough it out for a long time. And and what do you have to do to enable that? This it's is extreme measures. Yeah, you have to buy it. Oh, extreme measures. You have to buy it to unlock it. You have to crank it up to max, which means you have to successively go through the game, and each boss is going to be a harder version of itself, including oh, including Jesus. Theseus and Asterius, who I am going to go on record and say are the hardest boss in the oh. game, more than Hades by a lot for me. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and then you still have to beat Hades, who on Extreme Measures is a lot harder. And that's at heat 10. And an an annoying thing is that heat doesn't give you any additional rewards for going over whatever your current cap is. So it's... it's, You gotta work your way up to it. It's almost pointless to do it unless you wanted to see something like that. Yeah. Yeah, but I can't even imagine Theseus and Asterius getting any stronger than they are. I'm not gonna tell you what it is because it's fucked up. If you thought it was hard (laughs) before, it's fucked up. Oh. I have to know now. I have it's, to know. It's very interesting, but it's not easy. It's, it, it, okay. Asterius 
was the the weak link before but not anymore yeah oh fuck oh my god <laughs> yeah and Asterius, yeah like the whole time a boss with an it totally invincible shield uh that is always pointing at you and will attack you while facing you while you can't damage him mm-hmm. and meanwhile Asterius is just giving you a back massage <laughs> yeah uh <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that fight is just so hard already. There's so many good runs, so many runs that would have worked on Hades just because of Theseus's shield, just total run killer. Yeah. I, I think there's a lot to be said about just Elysium as an area. Elysium for sure. The whole oh I, I rack my brain wondering why that's the hardest. Everything escalates so much in that area. Yeah enemies deal so much damage some of them have super armor i think like you can normally stagger people but in this one some of their attacks just ignore it and hit you anyway Mm -hmm. and then it's the Mm -hmm. hardest boss at the end so you really need every last drop of health you can get it's yeah it's fucked up trying to push harder heats i keep dying there every single time i die in elysium or that's where i take by far the most damage all of the enemies work in synergy I think is the big oh thing with gosh, Elysium yeah. because you have the like the the soldier guys who they die and then their little soul pops out and you have to kill their little soul before it repossesses the body or whatever again. Um, then there's an enemy, the crystal, that provides uh, immunity, invulnerability. That blue crystal, <laughs> if it pops, yep. um, it provides immortality or you can't hit whatever enemy. So if that procs on those guys while they're while their little spirit is trying to regenerate, then you have a whole new enemy to deal with. Then there's, like, guys, those little orbs that sit from far away and just launch a wave of butterflies. And there's the, mm-hmm. little, the little chariots and the big chariots. And all these are all just... They put them in a pot and they go, all right, mix them all together. How, how hard can this encounter be? You know, and then there's the armored ones that you can't mm-hmm. stagger. Oh. You're fucked, dude. Like, that area... I hate the shield guys. They're, yeah, they're, they're pretty guys. annoying. I hate them. I hate they're, them the anything most. Anything with the shield is just the worst. They turn well, and face you and they're invincible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and can attack you while invincible. I had some issues where I was even standing next to, to them, beside them, and it was still blocking my attacks. And I was like, I guess I got to just be only behind them to, to hit them. But, yeah, you got about like you know 30 degrees of <laughs> vulnerability on those guys 30 make it 20 degrees <laughs> <laughs> a little sliver yeah. no that area is is hell and then you're met with Theseus and <laughs> it's <Asterius>. hell <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh you I, always get me that area is hell dude you'd think that the further you get into the underworld the harder it would be but since you're climbing out Elysium where all the heroes are is the most fucked up Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess sticks is pretty that, hard, have, but sticks is yeah, hard. Yeah, the sewers, the sewers of sticks. Yeah, that, that can that be. That's is, just so it's tough kind of too with the poison. There. Yeah, sometimes it can be a cakewalk. Yeah, sometimes it can be a cakewalk. Like especially since you heal in every single chamber. That's it. Just can if you heal really in every chamber. You. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I only found out about the fact that the mirror had multiple aspects. Probably, like, no more than 15 runs ago <laughs> out of my, like, 60, 70, 80 total runs. Yeah. You know? So. <laughs> yeah, that's a little something different. I never used that that healing per chamber or encounter or whichever it is because that gets confusing. I always liked the heal on darkness. 
because otherwise, you know, Me too. you reach a point in the game where darkness is nearly useless. Yep. And you'd want to avoid it, but if you have, you can heal from it, and it gives you max health. You know, they they give ways to incentivize that stuff at least a little bit even late into the game. So yeah, they do True. a good job. And of the doing fact that. that the the market you can still exchange that shadow for like other really valuable resources sometimes. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's even more like. Uh, I think when you get the true ending, they give you an NPC and they're like, this guy gives you something that's literally useless. Do not buy this unless you just want to throw your stuff away. This is the end game sink just to give you something to do. And mm-hmm. I, that was probably an early access, right? Or no? I know I, that was not an early access. Okay. Cause so that's weird to me. Cause then there's more resource sinks that you get later. Like I reached the epilogue, which was also a massive, slog to eventually even understand i don't understand how you get it which is weird Mm. but i you know once you beat that i think that's a requirement for the shop to have even more shit that takes like oh do you have 200 keys lying around yeah because now you need them suddenly for this thing that you can buy which is just it's cosmetic but it's a massive sink for resources at the end of the game and they have multiple of them holy wow very weird i don't know yeah yeah, the, some some stuff already just from the house contractor felt like a total resource sink. Like you can't get enough playthroughs. It, this game seriously feels like it has almost endless like replay. They want you to play this game forever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can't believe that they. I've never played a game that wants you to beat the game ten times, eleven times before you can get the actual ending, <laughs> the of regular the game. ending. Yeah, I mean it's a lot more than what other games give you like we were saying before um yeah. roguelites like the risk of rains and your uh enter the gungeons you know they have one static thing that you see over and over if you manage to win and this game gives you incentive to keep pushing i mean you can put in all those hours it's just uh it's whether or not the value of those rewards is actually worth kind of incrementally changing gameplay which is fun don't get me wrong but yeah, so the incremental thing. I don't. I don't know if I'm really. I don't know if I'm into that. How long it takes to unlock stuff in this game? Yeah, yeah. they definitely make you work for it. I had it not been for this obligation of the podcast, you know, to be able to cover the game as as well as I could. Um, if I was just a regular guy, I I think I would have stopped playing. I don't think I would I was spurred on enough because there was nothing really hooking me into a story or any way for me to see significant upgrades in that middle chunk where it just you know it just felt like oh this is all the game is you know that's mm-hmm. but there's totally a lot more there's a lot more that spurred me forward to complete it and and you know want to complete it that's got to be why you realize that this isn't your type of genre simply because I think it is almost unquestioning. Hades gives you a lot more incentive to push on than other roguelites because mm-hmm. it's it's going to be the same thing over and over no matter which one you play. Yeah. But at least here you're getting, you're, you're seeing progression, you're seeing rewards. Yeah, both in the, in the story aspects. And yeah, and just, there's a story which is almost never... A thing. Yeah. And the story is very interesting. So we've reached the first game where someone isn't 
isn't a, a huge fan? Well, is that what I'm hearing? I, it's really hard for me to make a judgment on the game, I guess, um, because part of me can't stop thinking about my my first, you know, 16, 15, 16 hours playing it, you know, and then the last half of playing it. Like, I think I can tell, like, all right, I'll, I'll be honest, like, I can tell that it's a really good game. I can tell that it's like, obviously it was a game of the year contender and I can see why. Like, I know that it's a great game and I know the action is so solid and fluid. I don't know if I, I like, I liked it. I liked it. Overall, I had a, see, yeah, it's so weird because if I say (laughs) I had a good time playing it, I don't know if I can say that completely without something in the back of my head going, oh, but what about all that? struggle you had or whatever like it wasn't fun for me struggling it wasn't like a dark souls thing where it was like yes i'm struggling but you know i feel accomplished or whatever until you even feel that in dark souls though yeah totally you know (laughs) i mean so i mean not all the time but at least in something like dark souls you know if it's like to me to me finally killing hades after going through that 15 run dry spell of getting killed by Theseus and Asterius and Hades over and over again. And then, mm-hmm. oh my God, my heart dropping when I realized that there was a second phase to Hades. All I, all I, all I remember is that uh, when I realized that there was a second phase, I was like, uh, and that made me not want to play even more, you know, cause I finally, you know, it felt like that, that uh, Shin Megami Tensei <laughs> digital devil saga fight that I was I was doing for two and a half hours or whatever. Really? It was that? Are you serious? Well, you know, when I beat that and I didn't feel anything, you know what I mean? It felt like struggling for a long time, except, I don't know. It's really hard to put into words for me. There is a mindset, I think, to all of these different games where you're supposed to be entertained, but it really, it comes down to you personally, um, if you if you're better at the game, you're probably going to have an easier time and enjoy it more, oh, of yeah. course. So yeah. right off the bat, you know, this is an action game. It's not very fast-paced, but it's pretty fast-paced. And yep. if that's not up your alley, you're going to struggle more. Yeah. And I think part of it <laughs> Remember how funny it was for me realizing that, oh, I need way more health compared to what I was getting, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Because that you, that was one of your tips. You were like, dude, you know, learning about how many how much health you had usually when you fought Hades. Like, I was like, I have like half that. And then when <laughs> yeah. I die, for sure, when I die once, I'm gonna have like half that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, even less. So that was like a big eye opening thing and really helped me progress. But I guess you know, just that uh, fifteen run thing when it just felt it was not fun to play for me at that point but then the second that i killed hades and all this stuff started clicking together and i ran again and i killed him again like no problem then i was like whoa this is actually really fun but when i sit here and now looking back can i say that i had fun playing it yeah yes and no and i think it is a good game and i think it's you know i could i could see why it's a game of the year contender thing but it's just like i don't know there's times that it, it feels like really awesome to play and you feel like you've just got a build that clicks and you can just smash anything in your way. 
But then other times it feels like you're the one getting smashed. You just don't have the power that you need to get through it, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I don't know. It's just kind of like a, a new can of worms each time. And it can be pretty exhausting and even intimidating to start another run sometimes. Like <laughs> yeah, if, yeah. Especially if you have some really bad stuff happen to you. Like especially I would take the butterfly trinket where – you know, if you clear each stage without taking any damage, you get a permanent like two percent damage increase. Mm-hmm. Um, each time it some, stacks. Yeah, each time, and it stacks. So, any time that I would take even like a slight amount of damage in a level early game, I'd be like, "Well, this is a dead run. <laughs> I'm already, I've already <laughs> lost my optimization by missing just one of the early game levels." You know, so. And that's totally funny because it's not, but your yeah. mindset is like, you're so, I've done that too, where I've just gotten the first couple boons or something. And I'm like, this is, nope, this isn't going to be good. But you know, it can totally evolve into something that's successful, but you can always make it work in my opinion, but you for sure need to adapt your own mind around the idea that Losing isn't always going to be a bad thing unless, I guess, you're trapped in that early game spell. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're always learning. You're always improving even when you die. Uh, that I'm, I can understand that that's not something that's just easy and innate to grasp. But it helps. It goes a long way because this is a repetitive game by nature. And it's, it's you know, down to your reflexes and stuff. And it's going to be harder and less enjoyable that way. Mm-hmm. especially if you give up on yourself you're bound to have a bad time hell yeah that's me yeah. and i would give up on myself almost immediately i wish i could yeah. just jump right into that river sometimes <laughs> and go swimming back i guess home. there is a give up option right yeah but it, there is but it's I'm, I'm pretty well versed in the give up option but it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't really it doesn't change anything like the first boon that you get is always the same one that almost sounds like cheating because you could know like you could get a, a head start then if you did. Yeah, but right. the the subsequent ones, you know, aren't. They're not the same. Hmm. But the first one, uh, like I join, I jump in and I would see like, oh great, it's this, and I wouldn't want to start a build with this specific boon or whatever. The game gives you options, but yeah, you, I think you guys were your own worst enemy sometimes. Sometimes yeah. I'm not going to deny that, and, and I think I was my own worst enemy because I was getting trounced so much. Yeah, I was like, I can I can definitely see that. Well, I mean, I I have reached that mindset finally, but I guess the bar for me was a little higher. Where I started, the game did start to feel punishing, and it did mm-hmm. feel like it was working against me, not wanting me to succeed. But everyone's uh, threshold is going to be different, and I I guess I wish there were more granular difficulty options. Maybe mm. maybe that would help. Yeah. Instead of just one easy mode checkbox, because yep. you know, I think everyone deserves to have fun and see what's in this game because it's so well crafted. But if they're gonna put a roadblock like that in front of you and like demoralize you, I think that something could be done to improve that. Hmm. Yeah, if they could just make it somehow, even though there's so many upgrades already, you know, in the game, just about everything that you can unlock will upgrade to some extent. So. I feel like they, they just really want you to grind out and, and get those upgrades incrementally and slowly. Like there's even though there's so many ways to play the game, they definitely want you to just be playing the game a whole lot. 
yeah, to get them. Kind of mm-hmm. fucked up. Yeah. Because like there's still so much that I haven't seen and I have, you know, been playing for thirty five hours or something like that. Even I feel like that and I've got like double, triple that. So what it, the fuck? It never ends. Yeah. I mean that's cool, I guess, if you want Hades to be your one game. Like this is the game you're gonna be playing for months. Like it's it's <laughs> certainly well crafted. It certainly deserves the attention. It like yeah. certainly deserves to be played, but like I don't I don't I don't want when to When does that. it stop? Yeah, I don't I don't I wanna see the weapons now. I wanna build around <laughs> them now. I don't wanna to have to build up to them. The game has mm-hmm. a high ceiling for for people who wanna challenge themselves, but the floor I don't know. That it's really the floor weird. is lava. And then and they make it like you have to inch, crawl, scrape your way. It doesn't matter what skill level you are, you're going at their dreadfully slow pace mm. to see everything. Yeah. And if you're if you're having a harder time with the game, they slow you down even more. It doesn't right. even if you go fast, I, I have so many people, NPCs and, and prophecies like the quests that pop up. I just had, you know, sixty plus runs into the game and Dusa says, Hey, you cleaned up this area in the house that I did in my first five runs of the game. <laughs> like wow. everything nice. takes forever, no matter what your skill level. So I guess the more I think about it, the more punishing it seems. Hmm. Yeah, that is that's a good point. I mean, yeah, it's it it seems like they kind of want you to have this idea that they they like dumped so many like hours of voiced content into the game that it seems like there's an almost endless pool of the of voices and stuff. But in reality, I think it's it's finite. You know, you can drain it you can run out of talking points, but it's just so hard and so circumstantial that I don't know if anyone can realistically expect to do that. Hmm. It's spread really thin. It does give the the game a sense of life. Like the characters feel pretty, pretty realistic in terms of their characterization. And I guess part of that is because they were, they've been written about so many times. Yeah. Uh-huh. But, but yeah, it, it's a bit draining for sure. I was, you know, part of me was toying around with the idea of getting to the epilogue and playing more, but then just knowing how humongous of a task it'd be and how much more I'm going to have to go through the same four areas. Yeah, I kind of wish there were more yeah. areas in the game, too, because it is, it's three or, and like a half areas, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, or yeah. more bosses or something. Like, if, if, yeah. It'd be cool if there was... um if there were more areas that were also randomly put in, like you always start out in Tartarus or whatever, but then maybe you start going into some, like, you know, there's a pool of different areas that might be next. It'd be kind of interesting. It is kind of strange. I mean, the game is handcrafted and pretty faithful to, you know, what it's based on, and that's probably part of the handicap as well. Mm -hmm. Just because they're so limited... I believe that those are all tiers of the underworld in in actual Greek mythology, so they were kind of stuck there. But you know, how many more could they have pulled from? I don't know the mythos well enough. Kiowa. Yeah. Well, uh, there's quite a few different realms. You know, one the bottommost one being chaos, mm. and uh, and they have that all, in the game. Yeah, it's all part of the like tree of the mythologies and everything that connects. You know, Greek mythology to Norse mythology to Egyptian mythology it's all based around like this like symbol this symbolic tree essentially mm. of which you know chaos is a realm tartarus is a realm 
every single realm asphodel you know so i think theoretically you could definitely squeeze some other realms into there um but you would have to probably even venture into alternative mythologies so there's there's no other there's no underworld other underworld areas in uh in hades in the world of greek mythology I think the only thing down beneath Tartarus, the lowest level of Hades, is chaos. Okay. So, and and he even says that he exists kind of like underneath as like the foundation of Tartarus, which is like the foundation of everything else upward. Hmm. You in in that you can't go any lower than chaos. It's hmm. like bedrock. And yeah, and there you would have had to probably fill each new area with bosses and PCs stuff to do and see and yeah uh, part yeah. of the reason the game looks and sounds so good is because they really meticulously crafted all of this stuff very focused that they have yeah yeah I, i'm curious to see if they'll make a sequel for this game uh, well i mean what would they do um more i don't know more story like they already teased on like beowulf on arthur on all these other characters from all these other different sects of mythology so it's possible that we could just entirely see some crossover into other realms of mythology. Hmm. That felt like flavor to me, but it would be interesting. Yeah, that's true. It could be flavor. Yeah. Um, or maybe just entirely new games based around some of those characters or something. Who knows what Super Giant's going to throw at us next? Yeah. I got to, you know, I don't really like. Mm. 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 Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go on, speak your mind. This is a this is a loving and caring triad. This is um, a public. This is also going out into the public sector, which and is no one will ever ever violent. get mad at any opinions on the internet ever. Okay. <laughs> yeah, this is just my opinion. But I, as much as everything in Supergiant games seem to be made just for me, I don't really like most of their games at all. <laughs> like. <laughs> This comes from being a music appreciator. Like Darren Korb's music is, oh, it's so good. I love all the music and artwork and all of their games. Um, they all seem interestingly like they're all the stories and stuff seem interesting. But damn, damn, there's just something about them that does not click at all with me. I'm like 100% with you. Yeah, like I beat I beat Pyre and had fun because of the story, like the gameplay in that you know it was very bare bones um yeah but it was still like fluid and stuff but this game like the gameplay is actually like good so i'm very curious about you know their next titles uh how much they'll take from hades and uh and put into their next game and you know this is definitely their magnum opus so far like their best release big time. yeah i agree i the only other super giant game that the games that i have played are uh transistor and bastion and i That's never beat transistor ones, oh empire yeah yeah, yeah. yeah empire, empire. Yeah. those are the only four that and, i know of yeah i never really was able to be captured by transistor and uh bastion it was it was okay but uh i wouldn't say at the end of the day it was a really great game either yeah it was the same with those two games yeah definitely like i think the greek mythology really just sucked me in and then i you know there's a lot that you can explore in this game and i've just had a a fun time with it just playing with the builds and like everything just seemed so fluid and i was just very impressed the first time I, i started playing this game even back in 
early alpha when there wasn't really any way to progress to an ending i was that was still enough to capture a guy like me because hmm. i was just into that action the roguelite the you know character building for all of my favorite characters from mythology and uh yeah, it just seemed like a really well put together project at the end of the day. And I know those roguelites aren't for anyone, aren't for everyone. And even I was finding myself to be pretty exhausted uh, towards the end of my runs before the end of the game. Mm-hmm. And even the end of the game isn't the true, true ending of the game. <laughs> yeah, there's so, more. There's more. Yeah, uh, overabundance of of content can be a good thing if you've got a whole lot of time. But also it can be uh, kind of overwhelming if you don't exactly have a lot of time. Mm-hmm. And the thing about their games, strangely, I think, is they have a narrative that's really strong and it's well put together with all the other elements of their presentation. But there's always a game tied to it that you kind of have to push through to see all of that. Mm-hmm. And they're yeah. usually good. Um, but there's nothing, it, it's almost like they're overshadowed completely by the rest of the elements of the game and you don't care about that anymore. You just want to see the best bits, even if they're a good game. Like, yeah, Pyre, Pyre was so well put together. It was smooth, but you know, it just wasn't interesting compared, the gameplay wasn't interesting compared to everything else. Right. Yeah. And that's how, that's what, like everyone talked this is what is this shit on super giant hour right now no but uh <laughs> everyone everyone talked about bastion when it came out i remember everyone was yeah. like this game's so fucking cool like the narrator like talks you know about you and what you're doing in the game and i and then i played it and it just felt like such a gimmick and like it felt like a almost like a flash game with this cool yeah. narrative thing tied to it and i thought like this is what everyone likes this game like uh i don't know yeah, isn't that weird i felt the same yeah way. if it wasn't for that narrator the game wouldn't have really stood out too much yeah. in my opinion <clears throat> right but uh then they upped it up they upped it with transistor where i felt i felt like the the gameplay was certainly a lot more polished and everything in the world and music i think transistor has my favorite soundtrack that they've made so far but like the music in that game was excellent everything was really cool has that cool vibe um but yeah the gameplay once again just didn't didn't do it didn't do it and i just you know this game they seem to have fired all all the cylinders you know (laughs) this game this game no mistakes in really anything you know i mean there's like everything is tied together really well the gameplay holds everything together and yeah it seems like they made the gameplay around the story in a much more uh, synchronous way where it mm-hmm. didn't feel out of place. Like, it makes sense that you're fighting through all these layers and has this roguelite element. Like, everything is tied together really, really well. And all the things, like, are explained. Like, it's interesting. Like, the gods' boons are randomized, and there's a reason for it in the story, you know? Like, and there's a reason why you die and have to repeat. Like, it's really, really cool. Like, they really yeah. planned a lot. It felt. It feels like they've you know went super hard on this game and made it the best they could and it's 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 really good yeah and there's like it's so cool like especially when you know a a little bit about mythology too you can just like see where certain things are going and in in like certain directions too Mm -hmm. like one little thing that is pretty interesting is that uh everyone was saying that 
or everyone calls you cousin, right? Mm. All the gods yeah. call, call you cousin. But as far as I'm aware, Dionysus is your brother hmm. because he was born to Persephone and guess who? Zeus. Hmm? Yeah. Dionysus was born from them? Yeah. What? In canon mythology. There is an interesting, probably, I don't know if it's an Easter egg or something, when you speak with Orpheus and Zagreus says, hey, you know, me and Dionysus have a an interesting connection that I bet you didn't know about that may oh reference gosh, that. Oh my gosh, dude. Oh, wow. And he's yeah, saying it as a joke, but you know, maybe it's they are poking fun at the own their own source material that they're pulling from and how they're telling it. Yeah. That is that's hilarious because I had to do some actual research cuz I I had to at least just google Zagreus. <laughs> you know? And uh, there is, they call Zagreus the um, the Orphic Dionysus Zagreus. Hmm. Where uh, Dionysus, who is the son of Zeus and uh, and Persephone, and then Zagreus from the game is the son of Hades and Persephone. So. In just because of the way that so much of this history and, and all the story is actually lost to like translational errors and issues like that, they uh, they eventually merged the original Dionysus and Zagreus into a, a single character called just Dionysus. Whoa! Mm-hmm. And it it can refer to both of them. So there truly is a, a weird connection between Dionysus and Zagreus. Mm-hmm. So, so they, they were, even though they were just it. poking, yeah, even though they were just poking fun at it. And then, yeah, some people say too that Zagreus might just potentially be the son of Zeus in the first place. Mm-hmm. And that um, Hades truly can't have an heir. Oh, yeah, then why is his feet on fire? That's Explain a great that. question. Maybe just because he was born of the gods in the underworld and took on the, you know, features of the domain of the underworld. Uh, I don't exactly know the mechanics of, you know, of, god of birth. Of yeah. god birth. So, yeah. but, uh, yeah, it's just, there is an interesting connection. And at one point, I was talking to Zeus and Zeus just said some really weird shit. He was like, we're, we're so close, aren't we? Like, we might as well just go around and basically tell people that you're my son. Yeah, dude, I had that same line. <laughs> Whoa. They really, oh my God, they covered every single base layer. Yeah, yeah. What the hell? that's insane. The Orphic Dionysus Zagreus. Which is a fusion of the characters Zagreus and Dionysus into one they use character. polymerization. Yeah, literally. Wow. So yeah, if you're interested in all of these tiny details that would slip past someone who didn't know anything about the mythology, just keep playing the game forever and you might stumble across it. Yeah, there's more. I'm sure there's and so many more things like that in the game. Mm-hmm. There's this... Uh, there's this trait of many, many religions um, 
where there's like a, a singular figure of the religion who is constantly caught in a death and rebirth cycle. And for Greek mythology, that character is Dionysus because he was eaten and attacked by the Titans and, and cursed to be basically reanimated and constantly dismembered over and over and, mm. and just be coming back in different strange forms. Now, do you think that that, due to the translation thing, do you think that that was intended to be Zagreus? I think so. I mean, I think you could argue that that could potentially be Zagreus. Like, I think a lot of it's open to interpretation, too, because mm. there's no fine, there, there's no actual, you know, there's right no answer canon. to those questions. Yeah, Greek, there is Greek no mythology canon. is all just fan fiction. Yeah, yeah exactly. Kind of. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's yep. why you ship, you know, you sh- you're like, ooh, Thanatos X Zagreus, you know, yeah. and then you, you want to ship these characters together. And then you do. And then you write a fan fiction about them having a, a kid. And then that kid, you know, then it's canonized <laughs> you, into the Greek mythology. Then you make a game studio. You make a game about it where you can do that. And yeah, oh. yeah, it's canon. Yep. This yeah, is essentially dude. just, yeah. I think you've described this before as a, a sequel to Greek mythology, right, Kyle? Yeah. I, it feels <laughs> like it takes place after a lot of the events of Greek mythology that have been like written about and are like mainstream accepted you know Mm -hmm. this is kind of in the area after that where no one really has a clear answer of what happened next you know yeah that is an interesting way to look at it so this is the next chapter and this is yeah because they they yeah exactly and they frequently talk about all the titans just like attacking and and messing up all the gods and you know the gods went to war with them and destroyed all of the titans who were their parents originally Mm mm-hmm and that's all, yeah, that's all true. Like, Hades is the oldest child of the Titan Oranos. The oldest and best. Oldest and best, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. But, yeah, he got the short end of the stick, as you can imagine, being trapped in the underworld. Mm-hmm. Writing, writing on all his little papers. I gotta, I love that sound effect in there. Now just as a side note. When he when you go into the house of Hades and he's writing at his desk and it's like yeah I'm like yes, ASMR dude. ASMR dude yeah 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 and when dude and when you walk up to Hypnos and he goes wow yeah and then he goes <laughs> remember how you died idiot yeah and then I <laughs> there's plenty of there's plenty of great little sounds in this game mm-hmm. yeah excellent sound design okay which is your favorite then if there's so many my favorite is um uh when you pop open uh when you collect a nectar oh and it's like yeah dude i can't do it justice but yeah yeah yeah, it's a very when you have a when you have a little drink with somebody and you hear that oh yeah you pop that cork and you hear it and it sounds like there's a lot of nectar in there yeah Yeah, i like i think my favorite one is when you walk into the house of hades and you can hear hades going right oh that's an yeah i'd never thought of that one writing on the paper (laughs) That's my favorite. <laughs> That's a good one. Well, yeah, Dakota, what, what kind of notes did you have, dude? Oh, man. There's, you know, there's a lot. I think probably going back to Supergiant, you know, they probably need a little more. They're patching this game, too, is an interesting thing. Mm. We already oh. played when, at least when I started the game, 1.0 had come out over a month ago, and they already had a patch, like, the day before I really jumped in. So they're fine-tuning stuff. 
Hmm. But you know, they're adding content though. I don't know if they're going to add content. They they don't need to. They don't need to. They don't. Yeah, they they don't need. There's already so much. There are some core, you know, things that I think that anybody who was making a game, you know, that was almost the exact same as this, but wanted to make better changes to it. You know, what kind of things would a person want to get it closer to perfect? You know, and maybe mm. that's up to interpretation for everyone. But you know, you know what's an aggravating thing in the game that you feel like shouldn't have been there? How about how they make the characters almost too real to their own characterization? You walk up to them and you're like, "I want to give them a nectar and talk to them." You talk yeah. to them first, and they say, "Nope, I'm leaving," and then no you can't give it to them. Yeah, even if they yeah. stay there, you can't give the nectar. You can sometimes, but if you progress like a storyline or something, I think, then it it like prioritizes that, and you can't hear the new dialogue. Oh, yep. Mm-hmm. There's there's weird priority shifting going on. Um, you know, at the point of the game I'm at, I've done like 15 runs since I've hit the cap of relationships with certain people, and there's like no way to advance it, even though yep. I have what it takes. You there's have so to, many they're, weird They're tied up blocks. by some other quest line or something else needs to be accomplished before you can a- actually advance their plot, and it doesn't at all spell out what to do usually. So Yeah, you can get prophecies way, way after you've already like completed them. They just don't give them to you. They don't make any of this clear and it's so it's so incremental like i'm gods are just telling me generic lines that have nothing to do with anything anymore they refuse to unlock the later potential of their relationship i have no more prophecies to do there's a lot of issues and because the game is so cohesive all these elements interplay this presents issues elsewhere Mm. with you know it took so long to figure out what some of those boss drops even did like yeah, you probably I, haven't I even gotten ambrosia, used. ambrosia, yep. completely useless forever. And then, don't spend it thinking that oh, there's no use. They're telling me about it. I better trade it away for other stuff. Oh. You do that, you're screwed. Once you actually figure out what it's for, yep. There, those are some big problems that I would have that I would have changed had yeah. I known about them. And I don't know if they can change that stuff anymore. Like the use for them, or I think they could. At least tell you something, can't they? Yeah, like they, they, can... they should make it more obvious. Um, it's interesting you can trade, like, Ambrosia away for Titan Blood because Titan Blood is way more useful immediately. But, you know, by the time I figured out what Ambrosia was even for, I had over 50 or 60 of it. Oh, wow. And then suddenly it's like, uh, if you beat the epilogue, they give you 20 more. It's ridiculous how much I had before I ever even knew what it was for. And then it's like you need 10 or more to max a companion. And to even get the companions, you got to be giving Ambrosia to people for their relationships. Hmm. Those are the uses for it. It's not obvious because no one ever makes mention of it until you just reach that point. What the hell? Yeah, I don't know. I if if I could make any adjustments, I guess I would. I would just put the. I don't know why the path of punishment or whatever the pact of punishment is locked away at first. I think it oh, should be yeah. available from the beginning. There's a there's a check mo- uh, box when you start the game mm-hmm. that unlocks it right away, but I think it's also probably it gives you the like permanently a couple levels. It into yeah, it. it seems like it's just hard mode and it unlocks the pact, but that's not the solution. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just would have liked to be able to grind that. I think that would have alleviated some of my uh, initial frustrations because I would have liked to been able to have from the beginning been grinding out Titan's blood and 
and whatnot to get different aspects of, of weapons oh, yeah, right, right from the get-go. Point. Yeah. I mean, not to say that there's, like, nothing... I was, you know, getting darkness and stuff to upgrade my talents in the mirror. There was, there was all other stuff to do, but it just felt like that's that's what i was interested in in doing and it felt like that was uh i was making significant progress towards that in the later half of my playtime, but not in the beginning which felt Mm -hmm. like a waste in retrospect yeah Yeah, it really does i can see that how about you kaiwa well um yeah i think i've i've already lamented enough about how much i love this game and love greek mythology yeah (laughs) so there's nothing you would change uh I think it's pretty like darn near where I where I would have designed it myself, you know? Mm-hmm. Like uh the only thing I would do is maybe make it a little bit easier to unlock character interactions because sometimes characters just don't even show up for you in the first place. Yeah. Like sometimes characters are just randomly gone with no explanation for it. And uh yeah, you just don't even have access to them. So if it was up to me, I would just definitely make it a little bit easier to unlock these character interactions. Because, yeah, I don't think a lot of people will actively go out of their way and seek out every single little, tiny little interaction with people. Mm. But that's one of like the pretty much requirements, I guess, of the epilogue, right? Or at uh, least it has something to do with it, I'm guessing. I don't know in particular what it takes to unlock the epilogue, and that's what another strange thing is. Yeah. Uh, you know, I saw in patch notes while I was actively playing something that mentioned uh, Zeus would be easier to progress the epilogue with or something. And then I-, I unlocked it right... They started mentioning it more right after I maxed out relationship with Persephone. Uh, but I was also working on every single god. It's not clear. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And it took a lot of effort on all the ideas I had to even reach the point where I kind of understood where I was going. Gotcha. So basically just run the game hundreds and hundreds, just do hundreds of runs and just hope. Yeah. And I like the runs. I like the gameplay. Um, but yeah, if, if they could just tune it down, tone it down just a little bit to get to all those unlockables, I would be much appreciative. Mm -hmm. That's really the only thing I would change is that, you know, just make it easier to unlock those interactions yeah i think the gameplay and progression and stuff is very solid otherwise like there's yeah. nothing wrong with the the action it feels very fair it's it's very rarely uh in fact i don't think other than my controller i don't think i've ever been like oh this game is unfair oh and uh, other than just hitting the guy at the side hitting yeah, a shield guy from oh the side God. and having it be blocked that's the other thing i'm like mm, nah but other than that, everything's everything is very crystal, crystalline, perfect. No, perfection. no weapon durability. <laughs> that would, yeah. <laughs> there, there are like really weird, tiny things that I had issue with, like um, the shield gating. You know, the the guys who have armor, I guess it's called. Yeah, the oh. yellow health bar where you can't <clears throat> stagger them. Uh, it's gated where you cannot. Damage doesn't bleed through that to their health. Yeah. Once you deplete it, so you it requires a certain amount of hits, which you know again is back to my attack speed. Faster weapons are better. Mm-hmm. You can hit for thousands of damage with your slowest, most powerful weapon, but if they have one point of armor, yeah. you're gonna have to hit them again. Yeah. And That's, it's not gonna apply to their health. It's just gonna break it's the shield. Not. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. 
I those shield guys. I'm not not a fan. Or the shield guys with the armor. I mean the armor and, guys. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. armor so guys. Mad, yeah, and shield guys with armor were the yeah. worst because you know you normally with the normal shield guys, at least if you get a good shot in from behind, you can stagger them probably long enough to get in enough shots to kill them. Hmm. But when they have armor, they'll just turn around, and then now you're totally screwed because they can attack you. you and you can't attack them. The armor in this game. Woof very punishing if you uh if you don't if you're not um if you don't treat it with trepidation if you handle it like another any other encounter fighting an uh, an armor armored enemy then you're in for a, a treat you're in for a couple hits yeah did you There's... did you guys ever try out that hermes build i was talking about that's the <laughs> no, last thing i, I was never there was i was never a fan of hermes as much oh, as i gosh sorry i Kyla. would get even his good boons i'm not into so what they provided Hermes was a last resort for me here's the build all right here's what you gotta do you gotta start out with the hermes feather max it out all right so that's already two runs Two runs before you can even get to this build. Okay. So Hermes Feather, where you just every anytime you clear a stage fast enough, you get more speed. It gives you like plus like three percent movement speed or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you stack that as much as you can. Then you bank on getting a random Hermes boon, where your attack damage. This is probably his rarest thing. I don't see him drop this one very often, but. Where he increases your attack damage by your a percentage of your move speed. Mm. And you can combo that with your move speed. Just be picking move speed traits all game long whenever you get the chance to take Hermes. And then get the one two where you anytime you dash, you gain a big boost of move speed and sturdy. And then you can just like do dash strikes on the enemy and you'll get that extra move speed on top of the feather, on top of whatever other move speed you've got. And you'll be dealing just like insane amounts of damage. Hmm. And that was just like one of my favorite builds when I ever actually was lucky enough to get that one attack damage scaling buff. Wow. That just proves that you can really, you can build, you can make a build out of just anything. (laughs) That's like the coolest shit. You know, the, like the, things synergize so well, and I gotta say, like, they really thought of how these things interact. Like that's sometimes. very well planned. Yeah, some of well, them. Well, most some of, of the time. Are, mm. I mean, yeah. you ever wonder about, um, like Demeter? Demeter is cool in her debuff of the frost and everything, but then what's really weird is that cast of hers that puts down the crystal beam. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm takes so much support from other boons of Demeter's to seem useful, and it doesn't apply her frost debuff. Oh, yeah. Unless you get a, speci- a specific boon from her that allows it to do that. It, isn't that weird? <laughs> that is really yeah. weird. Yeah, otherwise I feel like her... I really liked that build. I think I yeah. had that one with the uh, with the Zeus one. Oh. Uh, where lightning strikes, if those if the little casts are out on the field... Yeah, and then also her buff, where it's like, oh, if you don't have any casts, you deal ten percent or X amount percent more damage. If you and you have defense too, I think from that. If you don't have any casts in your thing, so it was just like throw these out and leave them there, and I'm just fucking strong. And there's just damage being applied. Ah, oh, so good. There's just so many cool things, so many cool builds. Yeah, 
Yeah, honestly, yeah, there's there's no shortage to builds. And I, mm-hmm. I bet we could just talk about builds all day and we could not even scratch the surface of what some people have done. Yeah, very, very true. Well, what do you guys think? Is that what else? I've, I've said my piece. I love the game. I think it's an epic game. Honestly, I'd give it a, a 9 out of 10. Personally, one of my favorite games I ever played. Hmm. Uh, really? Wow. Yeah. One of my favorite. Just the mythology really did it for me. I was just ecstatic every time there was any new developments. And yeah, it would just trigger joy. Anytime I made any major accomplishments. Had a really fun time with the build and the gameplay. Uh, and it was it's a game that stays hard even all the way to when you're at like late game you know late game builds even can fall apart if you just don't do what you're supposed to so you always got to be on your toes very exciting game to play mm-hmm. yeah i would change just like a couple things i said about it like making uh conversations and dialogue easier to unlock especially when they have such a buffet mm-hmm. of it available but sometimes they don't want to give it to you so yeah honestly one of my favorite games ever wow that's awesome I'm, I'm glad i'm glad we all got to play it for the podcast yeah for yeah. sure I, I i was playing it and i was just like oh my gosh guys i gotta i gotta stop playing this game and wait till we can all play it together for the podcast yeah, that and i was, saved that probably took i saved a lot. the gameplay just for us to all play together yes so, i'm glad you I'm picked glad. it yeah it was yeah. a good pick yeah i appreciate i appreciate you guys slogging through hell <laughs> it wasn't a slog for me buddy i i had a lot of fun with it too nine out of ten that's a good score i'd probably give it that score too it's good you know there's a lot of good games out there i love rogue likes rogue lights um hades has got to be the best most well crafted of them all nine out of ten is a good score it's not my favorite Woo! probably because i don't have that attachment to the mythology as much oh, sure. but it's hard to argue that it's a great game that's yeah that's it agree <laughs> yeah agree. you you really love the two nine out of ten i'm not gonna give it a number score i don't okay i don't like doing that in general but uh me either i just you know i wanted to be on the level with kaiwa i agree it feels it feels like it's in that upper echelon yeah, it's not it does perfect, yeah i just so i good. just threw that in for my own benefit <laughs> just to yeah. say how much i how much of a fanboy i am for this game um you know if i remove myself from it uh yeah it's tef- definitely a nine out of ten like anybody can tell it if you just play it like it's it's so polished and well made like and fluid there's re- you know it's just it's a very well crafted game and it's fun so i mean i i agree it's it, it's a nine it, it it's a nine out of ten game but i don't know if i yeah it's a nine out of ten game all right if if you remove yourself if I remove myself from it, just and being completely personal preferences, being completely unbiased, yeah, it's absolutely like a nine out of ten game. Yeah, just yeah. take our just like our merit system. Yeah, our, if we look at our uh, merit system and our presentations, <laughs> oh yeah, presentations, everything like that, we were made for the debates or whatever. Mm-hmm. This one would score highly. Yeah, 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 definitely. Bigly, I think as far as. Uh, it just feels like I played two different games, in a way. <laughs> like really? my experience was just divided. So it's really, really weird for me to um, to put a score on it for my own, you know, personal score or to place it anywhere. You know, because I just feel like I had a really bad time and then a really good time, and I just don't. They're just so far off to me. They're separate. 
it's really strange. I don't know. But I, I liked it. I think overall, I, I liked it. And, you know, if, if anybody asked, I would definitely recommend it. It's just weird. It's weird for me. I don't know. I can understand it. I can appreciate it. It's not going to resonate with yeah. everyone the same. I certainly, yeah, I don't know. I go back and forth from it. I haven't really formed a solid opinion yet. But I know it's well-crafted and it is fun to play, but sometimes it's not fun to play. That's all. Yeah, that's a pretty fair assessment. Like, sometimes I've been, I've definitely been in the game and I've just been having a bad time with how bad I was doing in the game. Mm. For me, it's basically do good, happy. Do bad, (laughs) angry. So... (laughs) Personally, for me, that's just uh, the experience I found myself having. But yeah, I still, yeah, I just, uh, I'm just a huge fanboy of the mythology. So that really carried it for me, even through its, even through its lowest moments for me. I was still had a fiery passion to continue. I guess same in a way. I had an almost undying passion to keep <laughs> playing. Yeah, I wanted to quit, but I did want to see this the. I wanted to see the journey to the end for sure, but yeah. I'm glad I, I'm really glad I did. You know, I'm glad, I'm oh, glad yeah. I persevered. Um, it was, it was worth it. And it did feel good to, to start beating Hades. <laughs> no, everything that I complained about in the first 15 hours of the game was fixed, was rectified for me in my later time playing, which is interesting. It felt like I was oh. making progress and I was in tune and, and just having a good time and engaged. Well, yeah. You want to close her out? Yeah, thanks. Uh, thanks for playing my my pick of the month, my uh, my first pick for the Midfest podcast, Hades. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it went over fairly well. Mm-hmm. I think it was a decent game to all experience together. Uh, lots of stuff going on. Little bit of a intro. Now you guys can. Now you guys know so much about Greek mythology. You know just about it. as much as me. So now I now I know the ending of it. Yeah, now you know the end. So now I don't really want to go. I want to go back. I don't want to really go back and read the beginning because I'm kind of spoiled for. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but yeah, th- I appreciate you guys playing it with me. It was fun, fun time. It was fun. fun I'm game glad that you recommended it. Yeah, I am. I am too. I think it was a good one. Like uh, yeah. all all that stuff I said, I still think it was. It's it's. It was really fun. It was good. It was a good time. Well, I'm that's glad. perfect. I'm glad you guys enjoyed my pick. Hell yeah. What's What's next on the menu for Midfest? Yeah, are we, is someone else picking or? Oh well, next you know you guys come on. It's the it's the mutual pick. I'm not playing dumb. I swear. You know, so you know we we kind of take turns picking and then all picking a game. We take personal picks and mutual picks. And you, come on, you guys know this mutual pick, right? We all have this game picked for, we had it fingered for a while, yeah. right? Yeah. We did, I think but so. I'm going to play dumb, even though I'm Yeah, not. we did, but it was kind of hard to pin down when exactly it was coming out. So it's oh, been on the lamb. Okay. Yeah, it's, been, it's, been, it's been, you know, at our peripherals, but now I think we can finally say that uh, we are going to be covering a big, huge game that everyone is so excited for called Cyberpunk 2077. Um, By the time that this episode's out, the game should be out, unless it's uh, postponed again. But uh, (laughs) we'll we'll see. So we intend to cover that one next. It'll be a big one. There'll be a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff to be talking about, I'm sure. Yeah. 
Um, it's also our very first uh, time covering a new game. A, a brand new, new fresh, game. Fresh yeah. release. Yeah, well, you know, this Hades one, I guess 1.0 oh, yeah. did come out somewhat recently, I guess. But yeah, That's what even allowed us to pretty much pick this one as a game. Because yeah. we didn't yeah. all want to play it in uh, early access. Yeah, 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 so. exactly. So yeah, we'll uh, we'll be covering CD Projekt Red's uh, almost probably one of the most hyped hyped up games I've, in recent memory. Yeah, um, Keanu Reeves endorsed. Keanu Reeves endorsed. He's in it. He says it's gonna be good. Talked to him on the phone last night, and he said, <laughs> "You're gonna really love Cyberpunk. Please cover it in your podcast." And I said, "I'll see what I can do." And uh, <laughs> yeah, I think we're gonna be covering that next. So. Um, I'll be looking forward to it, and I don't know anything about it going into it, though. Yeah, it's. I know a little bit. I know a little bit, but yeah, we'll, me we'll neither. See. I uh, I'm pretty blind, blind to it even now. Yes, good. Well, in that case, I'm sure we'll have a lot of stuff to say about it. I, I suppose that'll wrap up our current Hades episode. Uh, thank you all very much for tuning in, for listening, and we love you so much. Thank you very much. Have a happy midnight. Happy midnight. Happy midnight. Thank you.